What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Is I am, of course, Kendrick Gray, the Dreadlock Blurred, and welcome back to another episode of Council of the Blurreds. Um, tonight's going to be a pretty special one. As we talked about last week, we are going to be reviewing everything dealing with the Mortal Kombat franchise. That includes video games, movies, comics, TV shows, whatever else can tie into the franchise. We're going to be talking about it and, of course, giving our review on it. Um, as you can see, um, we have a special guest. My boy EJ jumped in on this podcast, so I want to thank him for coming through. Hey, what's up, everyone who's listening? Um, Kim will not be joining us tonight. She's not feeling too well, so she'll be back with us. Hopefully, next time, with the next show, she'll be back with us. And, of course, um, H.P. Gibson will be joining us in a little bit. He had to go take care of something, so he should be in soon. But I'm, of course, joined by my fiance, um, Kitani. She's here. Hey guys. Um, and as you can see, we are going avatar tonight. We are not going live on camera. We decided to just use our avatars for the night because, yeah, we all that great right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and not only that, but our avatars look awesome, and we kind of wanted a reason to showcase those things a little bit more. So once in a while, we'll bust out the avatars on the screen, so you guys can have those to look at. So enjoy them while you're here. Um, of course, all the shameless plugs, of course, be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you are watching us, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, if you are watching us on Facebook, you know, thanks for being a friend. Be, be sure to go like the um, actual page for the Council of the Blurreds. Um, if you can make your way over to our Twitch channel, that would be great, because as we mentioned before in the last show... Heading heading in a few weeks or so, we are going to be doing all of our lives on Twitch with all of our, our highlights from our live stream showing up on the YouTube channel. Um, throughout the week, you can catch highlights from our last show that we did last weekend. So definitely, if you are, have a Twitch account, definitely find us on Twitch. It is every, Everything's in the description box below, of course, so you'll definitely be able to find us there, so it won't be too hard. So... You can do those things, not to mention, you know, you can check us out on Instagram. You know, we try to be a little bit more active there. We try to give you a glimpse into what our next show is going to be about on the podcast. So there's that to consider. And, of course, all audio will be up on Anchor and podcast streaming services later on in the week as well. So be on the lookout for that if you have a podcast streaming service that you subscribe to, specifically Spotify, because we are on Spotify as well. So if you have Spotify, you can definitely give us a like and subscribe and you can follow us there when we drop a new show all that being said we're going to jump right into the show as we talked about last week because we plan on doing a live watch party of the mortal kombat movie coming out this friday on hbo max and in theaters we will be doing a live watch party here on twitch we wanted to prepare for that by going through everything dealing with the mortal kombat franchise up until this point now, the Mortal Kombat franchise has been in existence since 1992. And needless to say, it's definitely had its ups and it's definitely had its downs. But within the past, I'd say maybe five... Actually, no, actually within the past ten years, it's definitely come back, you know, into prominence in the mainstream pop um, continuity with Mortal Kombat 9 coming out in 2011. Then we got Mortal Kombat X... Then, of course, we got Mortal Kombat 11, not to mention we had the Mortal Kombat Rebirth um, short film that jumped on um, YouTube. And then, of course, we had the short-lived series Mortal Kombat Legacy. 
Um, the reboot movie has been in the works for quite some time now. Um, and I know initially it was supposed to drop in the beginning of this year. We were supposed to get it in January, but, you know, given everything with the pandemic that's dropped since, you know, March of last year, a lot of things got pushed back. So needless to say that, um, I can definitely say for myself that I've been very excited for the Mortal Kombat reboot movie. You know, we didn't get like trailers and promotional stuff until I believe mid to late February. And now we're just a week away from the premiere of the Mortal Kombat reboot movie. It was supposed to drop this past Friday, actually, but they pushed it back another week. Um, because of that, we I thought it would be a good idea for really for us to really go through everything dealing with the Mortal Kombat franchise because there's a lot of other things within the franchise aside from just the games and the movies that we saw. Um, you guys have any thoughts before we jump into this thing? Uh, I'm just thinking about how it's a shame that we couldn't start this with like the old movie Mortal Kombat theme song because, you know, we'll get DMCA'd and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the algorithms for a lot of things. And HP has finally joined us. What is going on, dude? Yes. I'm, I'm good, man. Sorry for being late. No problem. No, life happens. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Not a problem. Um, HP, my boy EJ is joining us on this stream. EJ, how are you? What's up, dude? I'm good. I'm good, man. So I, I've basically listed out every property from the Mortal Kombat franchise in chronological order. So we'll be okay. able to so we'll be able to get through these things relatively um easy um and in order because you know to go out of order would just be kind of crazy. You know, trying to jump right. from one point to the next. So we're gonna start off with the game that started it all, Mortal Kombat, yes. which dropped in mm -hmm. 1992. Now yeah. I can tell you right now I I had no idea what this game is until one of my childhood friends introduced me to it. He had it for the he had it for the Super Nintendo. I think mm -hmm. I might have seen commercials for it here and there on TV, but you know, right. I didn't right. know much about it. I was I was still rocking a Nintendo, like around around 1992. So mm. you know when he when I went over his house and he was showing me this game Mortal Kombat, I'm like. I remember I instantly fell in love with it. Like, I went home <laughs> and told my other brother, like, dude, there's this crazy game where it's, like, blood. Well, the Super Nintendo version didn't have blood. Let's be correct. But... Yeah, it had know, sweat. Yeah, it had sweat. <laughs> and, 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 and modified fatalities. However, the well, the thing that took me by surprise, not only was it the martial arts, but the the uppercuts. When I got introduced to the uppercuts that were in Mortal Kombat, I was like, this is insane. I get to knock this person all the way up in the air and they land back down on their back. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is a great game. And yeah. you know, up until that point, until I got until I got a Sega Genesis, you know, I hadn't really seen Mortal Kombat after that anywhere else. You know, yeah. so um Needless to say, after I got my Sega, I, I I have the entire Mortal Kombat. I'll have prom, pretty much almost every single Mortal Kombat game for the Genesis at the time. But, you know, Mortal Kombat definitely left a lasting impression on me. And I said, I got to see more right. of this game. I was looking oh, yeah. at all the platforms that Mortal Kombat was on, and some of these I've never even heard of. Mm. Like uh, what? Um, Amiga. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Wait, I had, um, or I didn't know that Mortal Kombat was on. Like Mortal Kombat was in DOS, mm-hmm. um, Android Arcade, Dreamcast, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, GameCube, Game Gear, Game.com, mm-hmm. uh, IBM. Um, you can play. You can play on Apple's iOS. Yeah. Microsoft Windows. You can play it on MS DOS. Mm-hmm. Um, N64, Nintendo DS, Nintendo Switch, all the Playstations including Portable and Vita. Mm-hmm. I don't think I even covered that one. Mm. PS Vita, yeah, yeah. R-Zone, Sega 32X, Sega CD, Sega Genesis, Sega Master System, Sega Saturn, mm-hmm. Super Nintendo, uh, Stadia, TV game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Xbox, three, uh, yeah, basically 360, Xbox One, Xbox yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it's it still it still holds up for the most part because of course I have the yeah. um I have the HD collection on the PlayStation Three so from time to time I'll jump on that and just go through you know play play one ladder ladder round of on Mortal Kombat so it still holds up even mm-hmm. after all this time it still holds up much like Street Fighter Two it I'm pretty much still holds up after all this time I'm trying to figure out how you play Mortal Kombat on DOS ah uh, wow um let's see. I guess you got you have you have a W A S D, uh, and and I guess uh, the the I guess the uh, the high punch is I, mm-hmm. the low punch is K. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I have played a few like arcade based games on like the computer, and like you, it's really like key based that you have to play it. So, like, wow. I guess that's where Home Row really comes into play. And, and stuff like that <laughs> but you know I, I i'm very much a controller type of guy when it comes to games like that um the only other the only other tie into the Mortal Kombat game was of course the, the limited comic book series that it had they had plenty of different titles they had the Mortal Kombat blood and thunder series battle wave goro prince of pain raiden and kano tournament edition and then the u.s special forces now I maybe only had like one of those comics, but I'm at the time I was really a big comic book, you know, buyer. So I would see them here and there. I didn't know to me that actually had, owns any of the Mortal Kombat one comic book series, but I know they were pretty popular. They they pretty much tied in to the first game. Yeah. So I heard we heard your Kendrick. We heard your introduction of Mortal Kombat. I'm I'm curious to what everyone else's introduction was. Yes. Ah, wow. Um, my goodness. Uh, the first time I ever saw Mortal Kombat, it was in an arcade. Believe it or not, it was over in Jersey City. I walked in there and I just saw the, I just saw these these uh, these photo realistic uh, animated uh, characters fighting each other and the br- the brutal finishing moves. You know, mm-hmm. the the ripping out of hearts. The the, the the ripping out of necks and having the spine dangling and um, uh, uh, decapitations. I mean, uh, you know, um, having having fans being thrown and having like like chopping you up to, to rivets and it, it's, I'm like, should I be checking? Should I be like, you know, look looking at this? You know, with with my tender Christian upbringing, is this righteous? <laughs> 
is this holy? And then there was a part of me that was going, yo, man, this freaking rocks. Somebody actually stepped over the line and put a game in the arcades that's just rated R, not for children. But they was like, screw it, we're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna ruin, we're, we're gonna ruin some children's uh, uh, lives here. We're gonna just, we're, we're, we're gonna desensitize this generation with this level of brutality. And we ate it up and we loved it. Yeah. Does anybody remember the code? Does anybody remember the code? The, 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 <laughs> when they first advertised Mortal Kombat for the Genesis, and you know, it was like if I'm uh, if I'm not there mistaken, were there were hints of codes yeah. that you would be able to play the bloody versions. You would actually do the the, the crazy uh, fatalities, but you had to put a code in in order I, for that. To I happen. believe, if I'm not mistaken, the code is still A B A C A B B. Yep. That's yeah. mm -hmm. yes. Yes. yeah. <laughs> but yes, that was my, my introduction to uh to Mortal Kombat. And then of course in Mortal Kombat uh two, I was very happy to see uh someone of uh African American descent as mm -hmm. a character and a very strong character at that, you know, uh, you know, Jax, you know, with, with his abilities and then and in the third game, poor Jax lost his arms. All right, let's, let's, let's not jump too ahead now, because we, we still okay, got okay. yeah, to right, go but, in order. But yeah, but I had but I had a great time, and um, yeah, I, it was it was wonderful. And, and even in the original mm -hmm. um, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, I think it was all. I believe it was still in the also in the arcade that there was a way, not necessarily to play as. A certain character. Do you want to talk about that now? Do you want to talk about that later? I mean, we could talk about that now. Um, but we still going. We still going. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. Well, uh, there was. Uh, no, I no. You uh, were able. No, I mean, I what? mean, I think EJ needs to talk about um how he got introduced to Mortal Kombat. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, yes, EJ, because I'm going off. Go ahead. I have right, great yeah. memories, but go ahead, bro. <laughs> so my introduction into Mortal Kombat was when I was still living in Jersey City. Um, I was at the um, ShopRite grocery store. Um, and this was back when you, it was normal to have arcade machines in the, you know, in grocery stores. Yep. So, um, so there was like, so there was a, a little corner um, of ShopRite where they used to have like all the arcades there and I would normally go there when my mom uh, you know like took me with her grocery shopping so I so I, I go to this um to where the arcades are and to my surprise I see this brand new game there because every now and then an arcade might get switched out I don't remember what it may have gotten switched out for but here's Mortal Kombat and here's people you know, you already have a couple people playing it. You already have a couple people watching it. And I go and I'm watching this and it, it was just, what the hell is this? Like, mm -hmm. you know, with the, yeah, like mentioned earlier with the photorealistic graphics and the blood and the violence and all that. And granted, yeah. I, I'm assuming that this was probably so new at the time that no one knew fatalities yet. Like mm -hmm. everyone was still kind of like learning like the ropes of the game and whatnot, but it didn't really take much to really see some like really cool stuff that you've never seen before. 
even without seeing the fatalities. So, um, so yeah, so I was like completely blown away by this. And, you know, as the weeks went by every time, because my mom, she usually goes, you know, to this grocery store, like, you know, every week, every two weeks or something. So eventually I go and now people are like doing fatalities and stuff. So like the first fatality I ever saw was Sub-Zero. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There and, we uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, and then from there, eventually um, the games came out on the home consoles. Um, I had, I never actually owned Mortal Kombat when, when I was younger, but other neighborhood kids would, and they had the Sega Genesis and, um, you know, they would have Mortal Kombat. So, you know, I would, you know, play against like the neighborhood kids in it. And um, yeah, that, that's basically my introduction into Mortal Kombat. Nice, nice. Like it, it's definitely one of those games that, I mean, it took everybody by surprise because you know because up until that point you know we had like you know we had like the fatal fury games you know final fight games street fighter of course was like which was like the top tier of all arcade fighting games and stuff pit fighter was a thing you know Mm -hmm. for a little bit that that, some might consider that the precursor to mortal kombat because they use photorealistic you know characters in that game but mortal kombat definitely took it to like a higher level you know, it's right. it became a point where that game became the center of a lot of controversy because of the graphic nature of its, you know, gameplay, blood, gores, fatalities, and things like that. You know, I mean, we all just love it. I mean, that that's pretty much how it goes. Um, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. I'll keep going. Um, no, no. What were we, what were we gonna say? Oh, I was going to my introduction. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You go. You go. Um, I was trying to remember that really because when Street Fighter came out, I was eight. So mm. I definitely know that my first introduction to, to Mortal Kombat was not the first game that came out. Mm. I know I was a little older, maybe like 10, 12, something to that effect when it came out on PlayStation. So yeah, I was probably around 12 at the time. Okay. And I've never, again, like even I never owned a Mortal Kombat game, but my between between like me and all my cousins, like you know, if so, if one of the cousins had the game, then you know, the rest of the family did, said, well, they don't they didn't see the need to get the game for their child mm-hmm. because we could just go over that person's house. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm I don't remember exactly, but I'm going to assume that my older cousin had. Um, Mortal Kombat, and that was my first real introduction to it. I don't even remember it being in the arcade, and when you guys mentioned the arcade in Jersey City, you know, I lived in Jersey City, too, and I went to that arcade all the time um, inside, mm. the, inside the mall. And, um, well, actually, there were two arcades inside of two malls. But anyway, um, mm. I don't remember playing Mortal Kombat in the arcade. I just remember playing at home and I'm going to assume it was either PlayStation or N64 in 96. So that's when I first started playing. I was also in I was also in sixth grade at the time. Everybody of course and of course when everybody called when Mortal Kombat came out, everybody started calling me Katana. Ah. 
<laughs> some people still but, do that. Like, like, hold on. Yeah, well, some people still do that. <laughs> like, like what? Wait, wait, let's, let's not. Was it a bad thing? <laughs> I always wanted to cosplay as her, and I wish I did. When uh, I, was I wish I did when I was thinner. But maybe uh, one day I still will. We still got time, and there's a plethora. Of, there's there's definitely a plethora of costumes that we can go through. Um, oh yeah. I mean, so just to, I mean, everybody at this point should know what Mortal Kombat is about. But for those who don't know, if you've been living in like a parallel universe where Mortal Kombat doesn't exist, the game of course follows a group of humans who travel to a mystical island to battle an evil sorcerer named Shang Tsung. They are led by the uh, one of the Shinto gods, Raiden, who is the god of thunder and lightning, and he's the protector of Realm of Earth. The three main characters are Liu Kang, who is a Shaolin monk, Sonya Blade, who is a U.S. Army soldier, and then Johnny Cage, who is your stereotypical Hollywood star. Um, the characters that they have to go against are Kano, who is an enemy of, of Sonya Blade. We also got the two ninjas, Scorpion and the Sub-Zero, who are basically palace swaps of each other. Sub-Zero is, of course, the master of ice and... Scorpion is a Hellspawn Spectre bent on revenge against Sub-Zero. This is one of the first games, aside from Street Fighter, that had a comprehensive story behind its premise, behind its game. Most games at the time, you know, a lot of games actually had stories, but they weren't like super, super flushed out like they are and can be right now. So for a lot of people who played the game, you got, you probably got a lot of Enter the Dragon type vibes because... Liu Kang was pretty much the archetypal Bruce Lee character of the game, which became commonplace as years went on in many fighting games. Look, to any fighting game, you definitely have a Bruce Lee type of character in it. Street Fighter has Fei Long. Tekken has Martial and Forest Law. Um, Dead or Alive has Jan Lee. Uh, Soul Calibur has Maxi. They're they're all very commonplace. They, They are very commonplace at this point. But I think because it had elements of like Enter the Dragon it was, and of course elements of like um, Big Trouble in Little China, I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why that game really stood out to a lot of people. Because the God Raiden was pretty much modeled after Lightning from mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China. You can definitely see the parallels between the two. So, yeah. needless to say, Mortal Kombat is to me still stands the test of time. It's still one of my one of my favorite games. I, I still give it like a I, I give it an eight. Because as long as it's been out, it's still a good go-to game to go back to. That's my rating right. of it, you know. So it's it's still awesome. It set the precedent precedent for a lot of games, which leads us into its direct sequel, which came, which came out the very next year in 1993, which is Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 picks up directly right after the first game. Now the now there's a few more heroes. Now, um, HB, you talked about the inclusion of Jax, who is Sonya Blade Superior, and the first African American. Yeah character to be included in a fighting game yeah scorpion and sub-zero come back Liu kang and johnny cage come back but sonya blade does not she is absent from the game as well as kano we are introduced to a couple of other new characters kung la who is another shaolin monk who is friends with Liu kang we are introduced to baraka who is our tarkar and mutant from the outworld who they who the earth realm forces have to fight against we're introduced to the quote-unquote twins, Katana and Melina. Katana, who learns, is actually the princess of a long-forgotten realm, and Melina, which is not would not which is not her actual twin sister, but her clone created by Shang Tsung. 
Shang Tsung actually returns in this game, but he returns in a much younger form. He is a, he is saying Shang Tsung was the final boss in Mortal Kombat 1, who had the old man look. He looked like David Lopan. And then, of course, he had his he had a couple of lieutenants, but his main right-hand man was, of course, the four-armed monster Goro. Um, in Mortal Kombat 2, we get another four-armed monster by the name of Kintaro, who is half-human, half-tiger. Goro is half human, half dragon, and they belong to a race known as the Shokin that exists on the outskirts of Outworld. Then, of course, more Reptile becomes a playable character. He is a third palace swap of Scorpion and Sub Zero, who also returns in this game. We also have. Am I forgetting anybody? I think I think that's I think that's all the characters from Mortal Kombat 2, with the exception of the hidden characters, of course, Smoke, Jade, and Noob Saibot, who are three secret characters that you get to fight under specific circumstances. And then, of course, the final boss of Mortal Kombat 2, which is Shao Kahn. And I gotta tell you right now, Shao Kahn has to be one of the greatest, greatest fighting game bosses to ever be created. Mm-hmm. He, he really is. Like, from, mm-hmm. his, from his look... From his shit talking while you're fighting him to everything else about Shao Kahn. Like, and you will die. And not only that, but he was one of the hardest, hardest bosses to beat. Like, I've seen many people, you know, who weren't like super skilled in Mortal Kombat. I've seen many people spend quarter after quarter after quarter trying to beat Shao Kahn. And like, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people that I used to watch play the arcade game were like really impressive. Like, mm-hmm. um, I got introduced to Mortal Kombat when I was living in Montclair, and there used to be an arcade like right down the street from me. Um, so when Mortal Kombat came out, um, I got introduced to it there. You know, so they, in fact, and this was one of the arcades where it's like when a new game comes out, they try to have like two or three arcade mm-hmm. machines. In the facility, so everybody can play. So and and you know they get the special treatment with the, like the big screen arcade machines and stuff too, not like your standard ones. They get the big boys. So you know I'm going. I jump into the arcade one day and I see Mortal Kombat 2 there, and I'm like, holy crap! There's a sequel to this. And ironically, this is the same arcade that didn't get like uh, a stand of an arcade cabinet of Mortal Kombat one until like maybe a few months after that. So they had Mortal Kombat 2 there. And then we got Mortal Kombat One right after that to come into the arcade. Mm. But um, the graphics mm. the graphics got cleaned mm. up. The fight the pacing of the graphics was a lot faster. The story was expanded on a little bit more. And to this day, out of all the Mortal Kombat games we've ever gotten, Mortal Kombat Two is still my favorite game out of the whole entire series. Mortal Kombat Two is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's fun. And um, just to, like, I, I don't know if, if, if I heard you correctly. You said that, that, that Jax was, like, the, the first African-American in a fighting game, you said? I believe so. Yeah. Actually, actually, if we dial it, if we take it back, I believe that before there was Mortal Kombat, there was a, a little fighting game called um, Eternal Champions. And there was a game, one of the characters, believe it or not, his name was blade eternal champions eternal, eternal champions, champions. It, it, eternal champions i i well i actually wait didn't eternal champions come out after mortal kombat let's find out 
Because I just, I just, I just remember, you know, playing Eternal Champions before yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, because yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Eternal Champions was made like, you know, like it was like inspired by Mortal Kombat. Right. Are we gonna like not include Punch Out as a fighting game? I, I was gonna say I should take those words back because not not only Punch Out, but I'm also forgetting Street Fighter Two had Balrog in it, and he was an yeah. African American. Right, so I I do, I do yes. So Joe, I the, 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 the very very first uh, Mortal Kombat game. That that's interesting. That 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 that's a whole subject unto itself, man. So like I I do have to take that statement back. Jax was not the first African American character in a fighting game. There's actually there's actually been quite a few that have existed, but um. Um, because I mean, I mean, I mean, not to go off the, the topic, but I, I remember the only place I've ever seen Eternal Champions on was on con, was on console. Like, I think that's all it came out on was console. Yeah, like uh, I remember specifically yeah. for the Sega Genesis. I know, yeah. I think it came out in other other consoles too, but I remember seeing it first on home consoles. I don't ever think remember seeing it in the arcade. I think it only came out for like Sega products. Like, I think. Now for Sega Genesis and perhaps Sega CD. Right, Sega, yeah, Sega yeah. Genesis CD, and I think Game Boy, Game Gear. Right, and you yeah. are correct, mm-hmm. and you are correct on uh, Eter- Eternal Champions. Yes, I stand corrected. Eternal Champions. I was actually released in 1993. There we go. So, as, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that makes oh, yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But, um, it, was, but it was good to see. It was just. It was good to see one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortal Kombat dude did have like a, a prologue comic to it called the Collector's Edition. I remember reading that once, and it told the mm-hmm. events between Mortal Kombat two and you know between Mortal Kombat one and Mortal Kombat two. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, Mortal Kombat two is still one of my favorites out of the entire franchise. I will definitely go back and play that usually more times than I will the other ones because I just mm-hmm. I, I I to me the the fatalities in Mortal Kombat two. Definitely hold up way better than a lot of the later installments, not including like Mortal Kombat 11, Mortal Kombat. I mean, not more, yeah, not including Mortal Kombat 11, Mortal Kombat X, and of course, Mortal Kombat 9. So, but, um, yeah, like my introduction to it was in the arcade, and then of course, when it came out on home consoles, I definitely I had a friend who had it, he had the game, so we would sit and watch. Don't ask me to recite any of the codes for it because I don't remember any of the codes for Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> like not one, but um, um, definitely, definitely, I enjoyed the hell out of Mortal Kombat too. Um, like I don't know about you guys. I don't know when you guys got introduced to first to Mortal Kombat two in your um, in your timelines. <laughs> I was an arcade downtown Newark, um, on Market Street. That was the one. That was the one that was next to the uh, to the theater. And um, yeah, I, I was I was once again captivated. Mm. And what uh, what what other new characters were introduced uh, other than um, other than Jax? So we had so again all the returning characters were of course mm. Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Raiden. Of mm. course, those are all the new returning characters. The ones who have been mm. omitted in this game were of course Sonya Blade and Kano. The new characters we were introduced were Kung Lao, mm. Reptile, Kitana, Melina, a, a, a younger Shang Tsung that we got to play with, that we got to play as, mm. we got to, um, and Baraka. 
And then, of course, yeah. we have the hidden characters, which was, of course, Jade, Smoke, and Noob Saibot. We had the yeah. sub-boss in Kentaro. And then, of course, we had the final boss in Shao Kahn. Now, the yeah. first Mortal Kombat game had a, had a traditional ladder, you know, playthrough. You had three rounds of endurance matches, which was two-on-one. Then, of course, yeah. you had your fight with Goro. And then you had your fight with Shang Tsung in the end. Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. did it a little bit differently. You have your standard ladder climb up. Then, of course, you have a mystery match. If you play the matches, if you play that match within a certain circumstance, you get to fight either Jade or Smoke. Yes, uh, I believe. I remember that. I believe in order to fight Smoke, you had to hit an uppercut during the portal stage. And if Dan Forden didn't come out and yell toasty, that means you had to keep trying it. And once he did that, you had to press a certain button. I forgot what button you had to press in the arcade. I think it might have been start. But if you press it at the right time, you got to fight Smoke. In order to fight Jade, I think you had to win a match with you had to win like a match with like all low kicks or something like to that effect. Mm. And then to ha- to fight Noob Cybot, I think you had to win win a certain amount of matches to fight him. Right. I think it was like fifty or something like that. Yeah, I believe Reptile was was a was a a, a, hid, a hidden. I don't know if you were. Did you fight him in the original Mortal Kombat? I remember Reptile being. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I forget what what was what were the uh, the stipulations with that? What what were the, what were the conditions? Now he he would he, he would pop up randomly and he would give you clues on how to fight him. One of the yes. clues one of the clues yes. had to be like you had to look at the moon during the pit stage, and uh, and um I, I I've never been able to do it. I to this day I've never been able to get the reptile fight in Mortal Kombat because yeah look to the moon and I think you saw something fly past right. the moon. It was either I like was I Santa think, Claus or what, but it was either Santa Claus or a witch or something like that, something to that effect. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, I've never been able to do that. But um, definitely one of the the highest selling points for me for Mortal Kombat Two was the fatalities. I thought they were they were definitely a lot more realistic. They were more gory, but still they they maintained that realistic feel to it, and they yeah. were just and and they they were just top notch fatalities. They they just mm-hmm. were to me. Um. Yeah. That was ninety three again. I still uh, I give I give Mortal Kombat two a nine, like a nine point five. Again, it's still one of my favorites out of the entire, I guess, entire Midway series of Mortal Kombat games that I just genuinely love going back to. Yeah, you know. So, um, any other, any other thoughts on Mortal Kombat two before we move on? What's well, yeah. interesting, you know, the oh no 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 go ahead go ahead no no go. It's 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 interesting that you know that the fatality that Jack had was to was uh, the ripping off of the arms mm-hmm. and uh, karma kind of came back on him. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, I think some of my favorite fatalities from Mortal Kombat Two were the arm rip from Jax. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Um, Liu Kang's dragon transformation. Um. Mm-hmm. Katana's kiss of death. I liked hers. Yeah. Um, Baraka's impalement with his two arm blades, and yeah. um, Kung Lao's hat um, body slice with his hat. That that was one of my favorite ones as well. Yeah. Um, Scorpion. I mean, Scorpion. I mean, he still had his classic toasty. That's just one that we never got rid of. So that was always yeah. a, that was always a plus thing to see. And Sub Zero. Sub Zero has some pretty decent ones too. 
Like, especially his ice grenade, that was always a good one. But I could never pull that one off. That was always hard. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, those, those are um, my thoughts on Mortal Kombat 2. Um, anybody else? Yeah, so my my initial exposure to Mortal Kombat 2, and, and 3 for that matter, mm. for whatever reason, wasn't through the arcade. Hmm. Um, because, you know, like how quickly, you know, like these games came out in the arcade and then came out for like home console, like almost like immediately. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, Mortal Kombat 2 came out. Um, you know, of course, you know, some of the neighborhood kids got that shit on like day one. Yeah. And um, I think I first played it on the Sega Genesis. And of course, I was like, just blown away by it because Mortal Kombat 2, it, it's definitely one of the best of, mm. of all the Mortal Kombats. It's not my personal favorite, but it's right. like, like very high up there. And um, it did everything that a sequel like should do. Where, right, absolutely, like, yep. Like, where it just makes everything that was great about the original Mortal Kombat better and you got more of it. And it was just wildly like you know just the amount of characters they had we had i think we we had more fatalities per character right yes yeah so so back in mortal and mortal kombat one each character had one fatality um but in mortal kombat 2 all the characters had at least two had at least two had at least two fatalities yeah so and then um and then i think did did Mortal Kombat two add friendships and Bay Valley? That is correct. Yes, that's right. Yes, they did. Yes. yes. So yeah. But yeah, it, it was just you know like you had so much fucking like content to just you know eat through. And then what's also cool about a game like this back in the day, like this was like before you know, way before, like, accessible internet and all that, mm-hmm. um, information in general was, like, you, it, like, it would took weeks and months for, like, everyone to, like, figure all the little, like, things like that. Yes. And, and it was cool when, you know, when, like, months on the line, you figure out, you know, someone's, you know, like, friendship or rivality or, or something, and yeah. it just, um, it makes the game, like, new, again and then um and then a a couple times i rented mortal kombat 2 for the snes Mm -hmm. and um playing through that version of the game was like really awesome because um you know like the the graphics were yes were 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 a lot better than the sega genesis Mm -hmm. like you're a little bit closer to the game not as good but Mm -hmm. really good yeah and fortunately nintendo decided to um not try to like censor the game or anything so we had like full-on you know blood yeah yeah um and, and it's interesting that you bring up the whole friendship and um and babality thing because friendships and babalities were midway's answer to people who kept you know questioning like how violent can these games get so yeah. so, so so it was a way it was like kind of pacifying them but at the same time making fun of them for being mm-hmm. so uppity about, you know, the blood and gore of the game. Um, Babalities are one thing, but I, friendships I always thought were funny. I always thought uh, friendships were pretty funny. So, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I definitely um, didn't mind that stuff. Um, 
I, I can tell you right now, I'm still a person that has to go to the um moves list to look up a fatality. The older games, yeah. the older games, I can remember a certain few, like especially for characters that I liked. I I remember those fatalities, you know, off off the rip. But like right now, you know, I I still have to look at like the games game moves list to figure out what the fatality is to try to pull some of these things off because a lo- a lot of those inputs for these fatalities could be very diff- difficult. It requires some some of them requires the right amount of timing. You had to have the right amount of space. And you had to create the right circumstance for like, for instance, like Sub Zero's um ice grenade. You can you you can do that by itself, but for Sub Zero's like deep freeze and then body smash uppercut, you had to deep freeze him first, and then you had to get right next to him and put the inputs to throw yeah. the uppercut at him. You know, so <laughs> yeah, as, as challenging as those things were, it was still a lot of fun. Like a lot of times, I would watch people play Mortal Kombat in the arcades just to see if they could pull off a fatality, and it was just awesome right. to watch. Yeah, you know, I um, never successfully pulled off a fatality until like a couple months ago. That's right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and just to just to get into the story aspect of okay, like I said, Mortal Kombat two picks up right after Mortal Kombat one. It is a continuation of the story. Instead of them fighting their battle on Earth, they are now lured into Outworld, where Shane Stone plans to have have all the heroes killed by Shao Kahn's hands. Um. The story is still compelling. Of course, we didn't really know these things until much later on and years later when we were able to get, when the internet allowed us to access these stories and stuff, you know, so we were only able to get bits and pieces of the story from the opening, um, um, I forget what they call it, the attraction screens of Mortal Kombat, the attraction screens, and of course, character bios and things like that. That's where we were able to get bits and pieces of the story. But at the point, story didn't really matter to us. We just wanted to see somebody's head get ripped off. So right. <laughs> that's pretty much how that went. And that moves on to the next um, installment in the Mortal Kombat video game franchise, which is Mortal Kombat 3, which came out in 1995. Now, at this yeah. time, I was I was I could say I'm, I was a full fledged gamer at this time. So I had a Genesis. Um, I still had a Nintendo. I had not. I don't think I got a PS. I don't think I got a PlayStation 1 just yet. I think I might have gotten it either that later on that year. No, I actually no, I didn't get a PS PlayStation One until like I think like a year or two later. I got a PlayStation One, but um, I remember getting. I used to be I used to be a Game Pro head, so I used to get Game Pro in the mail, and I remember getting those Game Pros where that had Mortal Kombat pictures and stuff on the front of it, giving us behind the scenes look at you know some of the new characters and some of the new aspects of the game. Again, that was a game that I got. That I got introduced, not I, ironically, the arcade that was down the street from me didn't have Mortal Kombat 3. And I thought that was the craziest thing because they had Mortal Kombat 1 and Mortal Kombat 2. There was an right. arcade here in Bloomfield. There used to be an arcade here in Bloomfield that actually had Mortal Kombat 3. And they had like three or four cabinets of Mortal Kombat 3 here. So that's how mm-hmm. I got introduced to Mortal Kombat 3. Um mm-hmm. Of course, this this up this um roster to a, I think about fifteen I believe Mortal Kombat the original Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat had seven, Mortal Kombat two had twelve, and then Mortal Kombat three I think I believe had fifteen because we had a few we had uh, again the returning characters were Liu Kang, Sonya Blade made her return played by Kerry Hoskins this time Jax made his return. 
Um, Sub Zero, who now had, who now was unmasked in the game for the first time. Sub Zero didn't have a mask on, so I thought that was pretty wild. Um, yeah. Who else? Who else returned? Um, Kung Lao returned for the game as well, mm-hmm. and Kano. Kano returned for the game also. He returned for the game. So the new characters we had Sindel, who is the mother of who we found out is the mother of Katana. And was mm-hmm. the former wife of Shao Kahn, who was forced to marry him in order to keep uh, Outworld and Adenio fused together. Um, we got introduced to Shiva, who was another four-arm character, but this time is a female. And she's a playable mm-hmm. character as well. She was used with stop-motion animation as well, much like Goro mm-hmm. was in Control Wars in the first two games. We're introduced yeah. to Sector and Cyrex, <laughs> two cyborg ninjas who are out to try to capture Sub-Zero. Or kill Sub Zero. Mm-hmm. We are actually also thrown into a hidden ninja, which is actually Cyber Smoke, who was turned mm-hmm. into a who was turned into a cyborg by the Lin Kuei. Um, we are also introduced to Cabal, who is one of my favorite characters in Mortal Kombat Three. Cabal was so broken it didn't even make any sense. Um, <laughs> and then we had um, Shang Tsung return. Shang Tsung returned to the um, roster of the game. He returned. Um, I think that might have been... And also Nightwolf. We got introduced to Nightwolf in um, Mortal yeah. Kombat 3, the first Native American fighter in, Mortal, in the Mortal Kombat franchise, Nightwolf. Yep. Um, then, of course, we had Shao Kahn return as the main boss of the game. And then we had a new sub-boss in Mortal who is now a centaur. So that was an interesting yes. battle to have with a centaur, who was kind of broken yeah. as well. He was kind of broken too. Right. Um, again, the only hidden character that we had in Mortal Kombat 3 was, of course, Cyber Smoke. That was it. Mm-hmm. And you had to enter the ultimate combat code to access him. That's how uh, you got him. That's, yeah. that's how you got him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got introduced into Mortal Kombat 3. And I was completely obsessed with Mortal Kombat 3. I couldn't wait for it to come out on consoles. Um, that was the first Mortal Kombat I bought for Sega Genesis. So, mm-hmm. needless to say, I played that a lot. I actually still remember some of the codes for Mortal Kombat 3, but I'm not going to say them right now. <laughs> um, how did you guys get introduced to Mortal Kombat 3? Yeah, so, with Mortal Kombat 3, um, same same deal, like, neighborhood kids, like, you know, someone got the game. And, um, you know, I played it, and to be completely honest... I didn't really like Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was cool in like some like regards where you know the graphics and levels were like really cool, but um, I don't know like some things just like fell off to me. Um, like first and foremost, the game didn't have fucking Scorpion. Yeah. But, so it's just like the fuck because to me like. Scorpion, Scorpion, and Sub Zero, to me, are the Ryu and Ken of the franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So to not have Scorpion is kind of like not having like a like Ryu, and it's like mm. that's just odd. Like shit makes yeah. sense. So, right. Right. And then, um, and then I wasn't on board with like some of the characters. Cabal was cool, but I didn't care for like Striker. Yes. Yeah, Striker was kind of throwaway there. Uh, I believe uh, I believe Striker was probably the least least liked character of 
probably maybe not the entire franchise, but definitely of that game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. And he just, he looked like just so lame, like so simple designed, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, the the animalities, like, you know, which were introduced from kind of 3, like some of them were cool, some of them were yeah. not. And why the fuck, I think it's Stryker who, has, I think he's the one who, his animality is like he turns into a scorpion. Like a lot of a lot of the animal a lot of the animalities didn't make any sense. Um, right. I think I remember most of them. I know Jack morphed into a lion. Um, Sonya morphed into like an eagle. Liu Kang, of course, morphed into a dragon because that's that's just par for the course. Um, Kung Lao morphed into a leopard. Um, Kano morphed into like I forgot what Kano morphed into, honestly. But there, there's some some of the animalities did not make sense. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, it, it seemed like they wanted to add like something new on top of like all the things that were introduced from Mortal Kombat too, and yeah. it's like yeah. uh, it didn't really like work out, you know, the the same way, uh, unfortunately. So for me, like Mortal Kombat three, like I played it, um, and that like a little bit, and that was that. Like I didn't care much for it um, after. Um, it came out, but I think are we talking about are we gonna talk about Ultimate MK3 after this? We're we're yeah we're getting ready to just talk about that in a minute. I'll, I'll save that for that. Yeah, um, um, I will say I feel like Mortal Kombat 3 is where they just threw anything out the board and see if they could just do it because again we still had a fatality. Everyone still had two fatalities. Um, they had babalities. Babalities were still a thing. Um, animalities were the new thing that was introduced, and in order to pull off an animality, you had to perform a move called Mercy, which would bring a character back to life before you actually killed them, and then perform the animality. So, like, needless to say, I didn't perform any animalities because I, I just didn't care to. I, I didn't really care for it. And then, of course, friendships were still a thing, of course. Friendships were still there. Um, but, um, again, I think some of my favorite fatalities have, have to be, um, um, Sindel's screaming your skin off. I like that one. Nightwolf's yeah. Nightwolf's beam of death. I thought was one of the best ones. I enjoyed that one also. Um, Kano finally he uses his cybernetic eye as a laser, so they finally introduced that in this game. So I yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, Sector's self destruct no Cyrax's self destruct sequence, which was much reminiscent of Predator. That was cool. So mm-hmm. I, I I enjoyed that a great deal. But aside from that. Um, I think I enjoyed Mortal Kombat 3 just for the actual gameplay itself. A lot of the other features that were part of it, I didn't really care for, you know. So I I, I did like the way it looked. It it definitely looked a lot smoother than Mortal Kombat 2 and 1. Mm-hmm. But aside from but, that, you know, um, like like I said, between the th- original three trilogies, the original three games, Mortal Kombat 3 is definitely one I'll go back to all the time. I'll definitely throw in Mortal Kombat 1 for nostalgia. Mortal Kombat 3, I'll throw in because, you know, this was the first Mortal Kombat game in the franchise to introduce the dial-a-combo system, where each character had, like, a designated combo for themselves that you could perform by pressing in certain inputs. You know, most other games, you could just kind of string things together to create specific combos. Like not even right. specific, like something like uh, ca- ca- combos that mostly every character can do. Like mainly Street Fighter was good for that, 
but Mortal Kombat had this dial one, so everyone had like a stylistic combo for themselves that they could perform. You know, that's cool for certain characters and stuff. It was okay. Like Sub Zero's combo, I remember cold. Like I remember that like right off the top of my head. Some characters were kind of hard because you had to press like punch, punch, then block, and then kick, 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 and all this other stuff. It it, it was complicated in most yeah. instances. It was really complicated in most instances. Like I said, I feel like they tried. They they threw a whole bunch of things to the board and they just tr- said, all right, let's just do it. Like they were somebody was like, all right, what can what of these elements can we include in the game? And everyone was like, okay. And he's like, you didn't pick one, Boone. I'm like, yes, I did. I picked all of them. So some <laughs> something like that or something like that. But um, it's definitely not a bad game. And in fact, it actually got improved upon because there were a lot of criticisms about Mortal Kombat 3. As good as it was, there were still a lot of criticisms. Again, for yeah. one, the include then the exclusion of Scorpion, who was a mm-hmm. main franchise stay. The brokenness of Cabal, because he was completely broken in Mortal Kombat 3. In fact, he's another character that I remember the combos off the top of my head cold. So later on that year, because I forget what month Mortal Kombat 3 dropped, but later on that year, we actually got introduced to the patch of Mortal Kombat 3, which was Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Ultimate Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 was pretty much a fix of the original Mortal Kombat 3 with the inclusion of some some more stages and then, of course, the inclusion of many different characters that were missing from this game. So, for instance, Scorpion came back like he should have been taken out in the first place, but Scorpion returns. Reptile returns. Kitana and Melina return. Um, I think those were the only characters, um, it wasn't until the home console version that we didn't get characters like Noob, Cybot, and of, and of course a new ninja by the name of Rain. Rain, of course, is one of the other Palace from Ninjas. Noob, Cybot, he made an appearance in Mortal Kombat 2. Noob, Cybot actually appears in Mortal Kombat 3, but he's actually a palace swap of, he's actually Kano, just blacked out in the original yeah. Mortal Kombat 3, so that didn't work, so... Um, but it's only in a home console version do you get um, uh, new Cybot and Rain legit. But I just remember that Jade actually returns in Mortal Kombat 3. So it's actually Jade and Katana that make a return. Melina is actually was a hidden character that hit Melina and Rain. And of course, another new ninja by the name of Ermac. Um, were in- was introduced mm-hmm. into Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, and those were the three characters that you had to use Ultimate Combat Codes for to play as to access them. So those were the th- three hidden characters in Mortal Kombat and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. But um, a lot of the other characters ma- finally made their return in this game. It was definitely a better patch up of the original Mortal Kombat 3. So like, I have the Mortal Kombat HD collection on the PlayStation 3. So it goes Mortal Kombat 1, Mortal Kombat 2, and Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3, of course. So, um, you know, I definitely had fun playing that, but I think I had a lot more fun playing the next, which was like like the next pretty much patch-up of Mortal Kombat Trilogy. And this was like, you know, PlayStation and, of course, um, Dreamcast, which is um, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Mortal Kombat Trilogy is like, again, another update of Mortal Kombat 3 um, that yeah. came out for the home consoles. In fact, Mortal Kombat Trilogy came out for, I believe, it was definitely PlayStation, Nintendo 64, 
Um, I mm-hmm. don't believe it came out for Saturn because I think Saturn might have been dead at that point. So I definitely believe it came out for Mortal Kombat. I mean, came out for Sega Dreamcast. Um, EJ, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, um, yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure um, it it didn't come out for Saturn. I think yeah, Saturn was dead at that point. Yeah, Saturn, Saturn had died at that point. So um, I definitely feel like it came out for um Dreamcast, but ultimately Mortal Kombat trilogy is exactly what it is is mortal kombat trilogy it's pretty much every character from mortal kombat 1 all the way up until ultimate mortal kombat 3 included in the game yeah um you know by this point johnny cage i mentioned i didn't mention this before but johnny cage didn't return in mortal kombat 3 or ultimate mortal kombat 3 because in storyline johnny cage was killed during the third game he Mm -hmm. was killed but um mortal kombat trilogy brought him back so all the characters from basically, basically any character you can think of from Mortal Kombat One, all the way to Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three was included in Mortal Kombat trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. That included playable versions of Rain, playable versions of Noob Saibot. They they had introduced a new hidden character by the name of Chameleon. That if you put in the right inputs, you can play him during the latter mode. Um, we got introduced, um, I believe, um, like if you press certain num- certain buttons, you can switch palettes for. Um, Jax to get his Mortal Kombat 2 version, Raiden to get his Mortal Kombat 1 version, Kano to get his Mortal Kombat 1 version, and Kung Lao to get his Mortal Kombat 2 version. Needless to say, that was actually that was actually the first game I actually owned for PlayStation. That was my first game I got. So that mm-hmm. year, because Mortal Kombat Trilogy came out in 1996, so I got I got PlayStation that year along with Mortal Kombat Trilogy. So for mm-hmm. for a long time until I got another game, that was the game I played the most. So um, mm. it, it's definitely um one of those one one of those games that I like. I, I really wish I could play it now. I really wish mm-hmm. they had like released it on like the PlayStation Network or something for like PlayStation Three or Four or something like that. I'd I'd love to play that game again. I, I really would. I, I I miss it a lot. I miss Mortal Kombat trilogy a lot. Mm. But um, just to give you guys the backstory on Mortal Kombat Three, Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Mortal Kombat Trilogy, as well as Mortal Kombat Advance, which is a Game Boy Advance version of Mortal Kombat Trilogy that came out in 2001. And then, of course, we have Ultimate Mortal Kombat, which came out for the PlayStation Plus. No, not PlayStation Plus. Um, PlayStation Portable um, that came out in 2007. Um, basic premise of Mortal Kombat 3. Again, it's a di- direct continuation of Mortal Kombat 2. This time, Shao Kahn invades the Earth because Sindel, his... Dead Bride was reborn or resurrected on Earth to basically breach the gateway between Earth Realm and Outworld. The chosen the chosen warriors to represent the Earth and Mortal Kombat are of course Liu Kang, Kung Lao, Sub Zero, Nightwolf, Cabal, Sonya Blade, Jax, and am I forgetting anyone? Nightwolf. Nightwolf. So it's about eight characters that were chosen to represent the other Mortal Kombat. Initially, again. Raiden doesn't return until Mortal Kombat Trilogy. So this is the first game where not only was Scorpion not playable, but Raiden wasn't playable. But they kept that they kept that until the home port of Mortal Kombat Trilogy because Mortal Kombat Trilogy never came out in the arcades. It's only a home console game. But Mortal um again Raiden didn't return for Mortal Kombat three, so it was interesting that he was absent from the game. Um again Shao Kahn returns as the final boss. Motaro returns. As the sub boss, um, even Mortal Kombat trilogy, and Mortal Kombat trilogy even allowed you to play as the bosses in regular game and regular arcade mode. You could play as Goro, Kintaro, 
Motaro, and Shao Kahn. You know, and every and every character had a proper arcade ending and things like that. So, um, needless to say, it's definitely one of my favorite games. Um, I believe the um, N64 version of it is regarded as not as great as the PlayStation version of it. But, you know, place the N64 version did have a female chameleon as one of the unlockable characters. And while the PlayStation had a male chameleon. So that was pretty interesting. So mm. um, any final thoughts on Mortal Kombat 3 before we move on? Yeah, I would have to agree that uh, Mortal Kombat 3 was not my... Uh, you know, come back and play again kind mm-hmm. of uh, experience. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you already pointed out the, you know, the the cool things about it. You know, yes, it was, yes, it was mm-hmm. smoother. Um, there were, you know, some, you know, some uh, uh, fatalities that were, that were, that were dope. But, uh, you know, obviously they did make up for their little faux pas about not having a scorpion in it. And, made up for a lot when they released uh you know the uh, ultimate and the mortal kombat trilogy those were yeah much much more much more uh, enjoyable games um are we in the realm of talking about the spinoffs or we're we going to go straight through we're actually um if anybody else anybody else have anything to add about mortal kombat 3 before we move on yeah, uh, yeah so <laughs> as far as like mortal kombat 3 goes Ultimate MK3 is like the only Mortal Kombat 3 I will acknowledge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, my, um, I first discovered Ultimate MK3 when I was already down here living in Florida. I went to a, a place. I don't know if you guys recall or even knew this was a thing, but there used to be an arcade amusement place called Blockbuster Golf and Games. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there was uh, a ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 machine. I had no idea this was a freaking thing. Right. So I see this and I'm like, what is this? And then, of course, you know, the cabinet looked really cool. And all yep. that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. I go up to it to, to start playing. And there's this, you know, all the characters that were missing, especially Scorpion, yep. were like in the game. So I'm already like, oh my God. Um, but then you got new characters like new ninjas like fucking Ermac. Like, yep. The fuck. And I think he was like one of the first characters I had to fight, and it was like crazy. The um, there was more levels that looked mm. really, really cool. Yep. Um, and yeah, it just to me like it fixed everything that I like all the problems that I had with the with Mortal Kombat three like before that mm-hmm. and um with mortal kombat trilogy unfortunately like i i actually i never really got to play that game oh, oh wow yeah but from everything that like i've heard about it whatever it seems like it was like a proper send-off of like you know the first three mortal kombat games for like all the fans that stuck with it since like day one that is the best way to put it. Is it, it was definitely a good send off for the original trilogy of games for all the hardcore Mortal Kombat fans. And it's and it's funny because you remind me, I got ex- like I was still getting game pros at the time, so I was I was getting game pros of talking about Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. I'm like, what the heck is Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three? And this is at a time where I wasn't well versed in games to know that like sometimes they put out patchworks or like updates of games that are currently out. So, but like even on Mortal Kombat, even on Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three was like a complete patchwork job for Mortal Kombat 3 like um 
I didn't get introduced to it until like later on, of course, that year um, when it dropped in the arcades. And again, the same arcade down here in Bloomfield that had Mortal Kombat 3 pretty much replaced Mortal Kombat 3 with Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. They took Mortal Kombat 3 out yeah. and just replaced yeah. it. You know, so like I don't think I, I don't think I saw another Mortal Kombat 3 cabinet until like like one of the video stores that was down the street from me when I was living in Montclair like had it in there. They had like a, a regular regular Mortal Kombat 3 cabinet in is like in the actual video store. That was Palmer Video at the time. So uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, Palmer Video. Palmer Video. That, 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 that's a throwback for you folks watching. Remember that Palmer Video? Huh? Yeah, Palmer, Remember that? Palmer Video, man. Pepperidge Farmer members. Pepperidge Farmer yeah. members. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, it, 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 of course, turned into West Coast Video after like a couple of years. But, you know, you know, it's still, it's still, it's still Palmer Video to me, damn it. So... <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little, yeah, yeah. A little side note: if you ever get a chance to watch this really, really fantastic documentary about the last blockbuster, I still gotta watch that. I, I it's, it's good. I still have to watch that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, ironically, later on that same, in fact, that same year of 1995, we got our first Mortal Kombat movie. So Mortal oh, Kombat the movie dropped yeah. in the summer. Of 1995. Um, now, before that, a little VHS animation of the pretty much the sequel Mortal Kombat dropped called Mortal Mortal Kombat: The Journey Begins. I had it too. Mm -hmm. I watched it as much as I could, even though the animation and everything about it was funky. I knew it was funky, yeah. but I still watched it anyway because I got a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was that. It was that. Um, that that little. Um, that little. Uh, morsel of excitement for the up and coming yeah. Mortal Kombat movie. It was yes. like it was, it was like that 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 little that that you know that little um, hors d'oeuvre or that appetizer. And every time you watched it, you were like, "Yeah, Mortal yeah. Kombat the movie's coming out." You know, and it, it just it just brought you up and got you excited about it. Now, basically, for those of you guys who don't remember, because there's probably a lot of you that don't remember this, Mortal Kombat: The Journey Begins. Again, of course, it was a an little animated short that pretty much set up Mortal Kombat in the movie. So it's almost like the first, the, the beginning part of Act 2 for Mortal Kombat the movie where Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya Blade, they're on a ship traveling to Shang Tsung's island to go deal with him. They deal with Scorpion and the Sub-Zero. Uh, we, we get some backstories about Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Goro, the great Kung Lao, Shang Tsung, things like that. It was interesting. Um, it's definitely guilty of reusing some animations, mainly Johnny Cage for mm -hmm. his for his retreats. Like you can probably find it somewhere on YouTube. Just a it's clip funny. of his retreats. It's hilarious. The the, the whole yeah. thing is the whole thing is funny. If anything, yeah. right now I I can laugh at how funny it was because I mean as a kid I thought it was cool because this is the first foreign like really computer generated like fight scenes. So we had a fight scene between Scorpion and Sub-Zero, a fight scene between Kung Lao and Goro, a fight scene between Goro and his brother, a fight scene between Shang Tsung and uh, old Chinese master. Oh, yeah, the, it's very dated. Don't get me wrong. It is very, yeah. very dated. But, you know, it was worth it to get you pumped up for the Mortal Kombat movie. I think I think if you bought the movie, if you bought the little animated movie, you get like a free ticket or something in there or something like that. 
and stuff. Um, and this is when, and it was around this time where Mortal Kombat was really, really, really starting to get hyped. And not just based off of the video games, because they were starting to sell a lot of merchandise. I mean, they had merchandise before, like, you know, we had, like, the, um, the albums for the Mortal Kombat 1 game, the albums for the Mortal Kombat 2 game, and the albums for Mortal Kombat 3, you know, using the background music as part of the albums. But, like, you know, Mortal Kombat was getting very popular as far as merchandise, and there were shirts, hats, you know, jewelry, watches, and things like that. You know, things that you can buy to represent Mortal Kombat. But, of course, that doesn't pale to comparison to the promotion for Mortal Kombat the movie. And let me tell you, promotion for Mortal Kombat movie was like super hype. Like, cause yeah. again, at this time, we the only video game movies we had up until that point was Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. I, I think Double Dragon came out around that time too. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, it either yeah. Came out a little before or a little after. It was like around that same period of time. And ironically, Mortal, I believe. The year Mortal Kombat came out was the same year the live action Street Fighter movie came out too. Yes. This, yeah, the Street Fighter movie came out months before mm-hmm. that though. Right. And um needless to say, the Street Fighter movie was what was met with some you know, any any of the diehard Street Fighter fans knew that that's not that's not the movie yeah. that they were hoping to get. No. No. I remember I, the um yeah. I remember the radio the, the radio uh promotion for the uh, Mortal Kombat uh, movie and um, you know the the song came on and the voice was like like what do Street Fighter and Mario Brothers have in common they both sucked (laughs) coming soon to a movie coming soon to a theater near you Mortal Kombat (laughs) I remember that I remember that like it was yesterday uh, I, I um was, actually said that for real. <laughs> um, it, ironically, 1995 was the, actually the year I actually started taking karate. That was mm-hmm. the first year I started. So, um, when Mortal Kombat dropped, um, my, the, my I mean I was a white belt at the time, but my karate school actually did a demo at one of the movie theaters in Newark before the movie started. Um, that was going to be um, my chance to catch it, but I wasn't able to catch it at the time because the thing's already gone underway i think we saw i think we all wanted to see Mortal Kombat that weekend because i was dying to see this movie you're like you have no idea i was dying i was so dying to see Mortal Kombat the movie it was it was insane but um needless to say when it, i mean everybody was hyped for this like anything dealing with like the making of or behind the scenes footage of Mortal Kombat i was watching it um ironically the Mortal Kombat you know the journey begins animated video that came out actually had a making of Mortal Kombat towards the end of the tape. If you actually just let it play through, you actually got to um watch that. And yeah. again, the promotion promotional things for not only Mortal Kombat the movie, but Mortal Kombat 3 were actually really top-notch. Because especially for Mortal Kombat the movie, they would like, if you watch certain things, they would actually give you combat codes for Mortal Kombat 3. Yes. Yes, they did. Like even if you watch the 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 entire credits from Mortal Kombat all the way through, yeah, it would it, it, it would give you a combat code. But mm-hmm. but um again, I mean of course Mortal Kombat one recap Mortal Kombat the movie recaps everything pretty much dealing with Mortal Kombat one with elements of Mortal Kombat two in it. Like the only element really that like Katana was included in Mortal Kombat one the movie. That was yeah. pretty much it. But other than that, it pretty much holds. 
up to everything else. The only thing that was missing from Mortal Kombat in the movie was fatalities, which on which was probably everyone's only gripe with the movie was the fact that no fatalities were included in it. And I think a lot of people were just looking forward to that. But other than that, I think everything else about Mortal Kombat movie worked. To me, it's still one of the best video game movie adaptations to be in existence. Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, uh, and pe- people wonder, like, you know, within the history of, uh, of video game uh, films, like, why was it that, you know, Mortal Kombat stood out among them all? Uh, because basically, I mean, each character, even from Jump, if you just, if you watched, uh, if you just sat there and just watched, uh, I think, I think what it's called um, in, in arcades, you know, when nobody's playing, it's something called attraction mode. Yeah. Where, where, the, <clears throat> where they actually, you actually saw the picture of each combatier and it gave a little background story mm-hmm. about it. Mortal Kombat in essence was really written and made to be a movie they could not go wrong with this. Yeah. You know? And um, I, I, I believe that's exactly the reason why it worked so well, because we knew the characters, we knew the stories, and to, just to see it unfold the way it did, it mm. was incredible. And the martial arts were top-notch yep. fight scenes. These were top-notch mm. fight scenes, fantastic fight scenes. I mean, it was nothing, I mean, uh, uh, some of the effects are dated, but you don't right. really mind because right. it was, it's, it's classic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, this is this. I mean, I mean, I don't know how long this was going on before Mortal Kombat movie, but I think for me, Mortal Kombat, the 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 possibility of Mortal Kombat the movie, Mortal Kombat movie was definitely my foray into a little bit of fan casting because these are characters that are based on characters who are who use real actors in the game. So when you think of a movie, it's like okay, who act, what actor can play this character? Who could play who? Yeah. Who could play who could play Liu Kang? Who could play Sonya Blade? Who could play Johnny Cage? You know, so um, you know, the casting for the Mortal Kombat movie was actually pretty spot on. You know, you had Robin Show, who was from Hong Kong, who came in and played Liu Kang mm-hmm. and was yeah. literally like Liu Kang for years. He's like everybody's ideal yeah. version of Liu Kang, even up yeah. until now. He's still the ideal version of Liu Kang. Um, Lyndon Ashby, who played Johnny Cage, who played a great Johnny Cage, too. He was like Johnny Cage might have been one of the um star characters yes. in the movie. Honestly speaking, he might have been one of the star characters. He was definitely one of my favorites. Um, Bridget Wilson, who played Sonya Blade, even though I heard that originally Cameron Diaz was, you know, poised to play Sonya Blade, but she got injured, so she had to drop mm-hmm. out. So that's when it went to Bridget Wilson. Christopher Lambert as Raiden, who gave us a sarcastic and snarky Raiden that we didn't know we needed. Um, yeah. As far as long as we all live, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa will always be Shang Tsung. Yes. No matter what, he will always be Shang Tsung. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, Sub Zero and Scorpion didn't have any lines of dialogue in the movie, so that kind of took away from that. Kind of took away from their effect in their story. Mm-hmm. Um, Talisa Soda, who plays Kitana, I thought she did very well. Also. Um. Mm-hmm. Again, everything about that was definitely great. Like, you know, is Did you it mentioned uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Goddard at all? Trevor Goddard, who, Goddard. Trevor Goddard, who played Kano, who who yeah. because of his portrayal is now why Kano is the way he is now in the games. 
initially, and like back in Mortal Kombat 1, Kano was supposed to be like Japanese American. But because of Trevor Goddard's portrayal of Kano, that's when they decided to make him Australian. Yeah. That's when they decided to do that. So because of Trevor Goddard's portrayal, may he rest in peace, by the way, because if you guys know, Trevor Goddard did pass away like back in like the late 90s, like early 2000s, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's right. But because of the portrayal of Kano, like that's why we got the Kano that we got right now in later installments of the game. But, um,. No, the hype around Mortal Kombat was palpable. From the movie itself to the banging soundtrack, like that theme mm-hmm. song, it's still universally yeah. recognized. It's still universally yeah. recognized. Is like it is the theme song for Mortal Kombat. Like especially, like if you were me and you went into the theater and the movie started and you hear the Mortal Kombat yell and then the music started banging and then it's like yeah. that's, you knew it was about to be on. You you knew what time yeah. it was. So, like, every, everything about that game was, I, I mean, everything about the movie was fantastic. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. Um, um, there's no really no Great soundtrack, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, this was actually a milestone for them because Goro was actually animatronic. The character, yeah. of, the character was animatronic. Um, he was voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson, and he was puppeteered, and, like, you look at it and it's like, like if you watch the if you look, if you hear the people now who worked on it, they will tell you that working on Goro was probably the most pain in the butt thing that they had to work on. But when you look at the movie and you see how Goro moves, it's like, holy crap, they pulled this off a great deal. Yeah, they did. Um, any more thoughts on Mortal Kombat the movie before we move on? Mm, not, well, I mean, if you listen, all, all I. Because it's like if you really, really listen carefully, when uh, at the end of the uh, the Scorpion versus uh, John and Cage fight, you actually you actually kind of heard the word toasty a little bit, just a little bit. I'd have to go back. I'd have to go back and watch that. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> like like um, Pat Johnson actually choreographed all the fights for the Mortal Kombat movie except two. When it was t- when it was test screened, when it was test screened, a lot of the um, I think the viewers said like it's cool, but there's not enough fights. So right. Robin Sh- Show, who plays Liu Kang, he actually choreographed two of the most awesome fights in the movie. Sc- um, mm. Scorpion versus Johnny Cage. I don't know why sure. you would I would no- I don't know why you would not have a fight scene with Johnny Cage in it and Scor- and Scorpion for that matter. Yeah, still one of my favorite fights in the whole movie. Johnny Still versus Scorpion, yeah. and then and Reptile versus Liu Kang, another yeah. bomb fight. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. ironically, the two fights that he choreographed are the best fights in a movie. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's big insane. Audience, big audience uh, moment when he did the bicycle kick. Oh Everybody yeah, everybody went berserk. Literally, yeah. the <laughs> theater erupted when Liu Kang did the bicycle kick. <laughs> like, like it's it it it, it 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 was awesome. It was completely awesome. It's still one of my favorite. Still one of my favorite movies, and it's still one of the best video game movie adaptations to to be in existence right now. Yeah, you had a couple of WAMC masters in there too. Yes, because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, Chris Casamassa he played Scorpion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Francois Petit played Sub Zero. Um, Hakeem Alston was um Liu Kang's first opponent in the tournament. Yep. Um, this I mean I, I know a couple of them also work stunts as well, but um, I I honestly believe that like 
Mortal Kombat was able to was able to help bring WMEC Masters into fruition because of it. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun show. I miss that show a lot. I, I really do. Like, I, I I wouldn't be adverse if they brought it back for a new generation. Right. Like, if anybody if anybody is listening from there, I have a pitch for it. If you if you guys are interested, I have a pitch okay, for a new WMC Masters. Like if you just give me a moment of your time, we, we, we can make something happen. Because I think the world is ready for it now. Mm. Like that's that's just my shameless plug, but still. <laughs> yeah, that, that that might be a a, a little uh, subject for, for another show. Like what happened to WMC Masters? I mean it ended on a cliffhanger. I actually wouldn't mind anyway. doing that I wouldn't mind doing that. Like yeah. me, um, you um, and EJ, we could probably sit down and do one of that. Do one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like we'll we'll, we'll pencil that in. We'll definitely do a, a what happened to that. So okay. definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, moving right along. Um, the following year, we got our first Mortal Kombat animated series in Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. So mm. Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm kind of piggybacks off of the Mortal Kombat movie, but this time as opposed to it being like a Mortal Kombat style cartoon, the characters are more of like a what's the best word best way to describe them? They're like a GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now, remember this is around the same time that we also got a Street Fighter animated series and um, a Savage Dragon series. Um, this was this was around the this was yeah yeah on the USA Network. They were all on the USA Network. This is around yeah. the time where they were trying to. Re- mm-hmm. There was a, this was around a time when they were trying to revive a lot of these video game franchises into animated series. So um, mm-hmm. I think maybe either before that we had the Double Dragon series. So we had a Double Dragon cartoon. Oh, um, of course, we had the Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers Super Show plus the Super Mario, right. Super Mario Brothers 3 mm-hmm. cartoon. We had the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Um, um was that it? Uh, Space Ace, Dragon's Lair, Wing, Bird, Wing Commander. Water. We had a Wing Commander cartoon. There was, uh, all, there was um, Captain N, the Game Master. Yep. Captain N, mm-hmm. the Game Master. Yep. So yeah, they, they definitely tried their hand a lot in video game at being adapted into animation. But um, like HB said, the Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm series was much like a GI Joe type of type of deal. Um, Raiden served as like you know who was voiced by Clancy Brown. Raiden was mm-hmm. voiced by Clancy Brown in the animated series, who yeah. served as kind of like an advisor. Um, Nightwolf was kind of like the uh, command center dude. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the team consisted of Luke Kang, Sub Zero, voiced by the late Luke Perry, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Jax, Sonya, Katana, again, like I said, Nightwolf and Striker. Um, Striker, who I think was voiced by um, Ron Perlman, he voiced some um, Striker. Um, but um, other than that, I mean, it was okay. I think it only ran for like one season. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it ran for one season. Yeah. Um, it did a couple of things. They dealt with Sector and Cyrax, <laughs> but this was actually the series that introduced us to a couple of new characters and established some older ones. Like, for instance, ironically, in the animated series, Sector and Cyrax um, ethnicities were swapped. Sector was black and Cyrax was Asian. But as we know in the games, mm. Cyrax is black and Sector is Asian. But they introduced mm. those, you know, they get into the backstory of Smoke and dealing with the Lin Kuei. 
This was a cartoon that actually introduced us to Quan Chi. Yeah. Quan Chi is actually where he made his actual debut. He made his debut in the um, Defenders of the Realm series, not Mortal, right, Co- not Mortal right. Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. It was actually mm-hmm. this. He appeared in yeah. one episode, of course, but um, other than that, um, we also they also brought in Rain. Rain, Rain made a, uh, an appearance in the um, series as well. So did um, Shao Kahn and the Centaurs and the Tarkatans. It Again, it was okay for its time, but looking back at it now, it was kind of... You know, <laughs> I think they tried to hang on to the, I think they tried to hang on to the magic of what made the Mortal Kombat movie work, but tried to mm-hmm. put it in anime form and it wasn't going to work that way. Um, Sonya no. Blade was a pain in the ass in the series. <laughs> she was like a, a whole ass. Like, I remember one episode, I, I remember one episode where Cabal showed up. That was an interesting episode. Like, a couple of the characters from the games made an appearance. Cabal showed up. Of course, we had Ermac was there. Ermac showed up. Um, I don't think we ever got Noob Cybot. Though. I don't think Noob Cybot ever showed up. But um, but like I said, we got introduced to Quan Chi. Sub Zero made an appearance. Um, and um, you know, it was okay. You know, but I understand why it lasted only one season. Really. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, I don't. I think the Street Fighter animated series lasted for only one season, also. Yeah. Oh God! But they butchered they butchered the hell out of that. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Like, oh. like the ep- especially with the episodes with Akuma in it were. Oh God. <laughs> they were bad. Like uh, I I just recently watched a highlight of the fight between Ken and Akuma and in the cartoon. I was like, this is, this is horrible. Weren't they? <laughs> weren't they still like were they still pronouncing uh, Ryu's name Ryu? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, they were because of the stupid Street Fighter live action movie. They called Ryu Ryu, so yeah, everything after that was Ryu, <clears throat> and then also, um, you know, they took the the story of Blanca from the Street Fighter movie and put that in the animated series. Uh, yeah. as, as a matter of fact, I think they took, like, I'd say like 90% of the premise. No, 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 not 90. Like, maybe 80, 80% of the premise from the movie and put it into the show. Yeah, but right. thank God, like, Ryu and Ken weren't, like, Nerf gun smugglers. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they, they did do right by Ken and Ryu. I'll give them that to a degree. Yeah. They did do right by them. Um, mm. But, again, that was almost kind of like G.I. Joe-ish as well. It was kind of like that too. Yeah, yeah. definitely was. You know, but um, you know that was '96. Like, and the following, oh. the following year. I mean, I got no rating on that because I got no rating on Defenders of the Round because pfft, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, the following year, 1997, we got the next. Well, actually, kind of a spinoff game for the Mortal Kombat franchise in Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub Zero. Oh Jesus Christ. This was supposed yeah, to be the yeah. now. This was supposed to be the start of Midway branching on in a, branching off in a different style of games with the Mortal Kombat mythos. So we kind of took a break from, well, well, not really a big break. We didn't really take a big break from the Mortal Kombat fighting games themselves. But you know, this is their first foray into trying to venture off into you know, action adventure games based around Mortal Kombat. So 
Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero, centered around the first Sub-Zero, Bihan, as he tried to as he tries to deal with Shinnok, who is the new who will become the new big bad in the Mortal Kombat universe. Um they did have cutscenes in it, which I thought were pretty cool. That was that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the game was unnecessarily hard for no reason. Or not not even that. Well, yes. Part of the, some of the levels were ridiculously hard for no reason. And some of the gameplay was was definitely didn't translate well. Mm-hmm. Um there was a there there was a code for level skip, so there was that. But um aside from that, honestly speaking, if you can just find all the cutscenes for the game, just watch that. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, if I'm gonna be honest with you, just go watch the cutscenes of the game. Like you know, you can watch other people play the game. Like I believe I believe Maximilian Dude he played he does a he had a stream of him playing the game, a couple other people. But honestly, just watch it for the cutscenes. That's it. Because there's a fair amount of them, you know. There's actually even a blooper reel for the game, so you can go find that. Okay. And that's that's actually pretty funny, I'll, I'll admit. But um, mm-hmm. no, I mean, other than that, again, we got introduced to new characters. Again, Shinnok returned. We got introduced to him in full capacity this time, like a full fledged introduction to Shinnok. Um, I mean to Quan Chi. Um, uh, we get introduced to Shinnok, who is a fallen elder god. Um, we get introduced to um, Serena, um, one of the um, Nether Realm female warriors and stuff. Uh, there's a couple of them, but um, we we are introduced to Fujin, the God of Wind. We got introduced to him. Mm-hmm. So, but um, again, like I said, if you can, just go watch the cutscenes on YouTube. You'll, you'll save yourself the trouble. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, there wasn't a YouTube back during those days. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, at the time that Mortal Kombat uh, Sub Zero came out, um, I didn't have a PlayStation yet. Um, mm-hmm. I, I that was during the time where I had an N sixty four. So, mm-hmm. I played, so I played the game originally N sixty four. Unfortunately, because it's N sixty four, we're kind of gypped out of the cutscene. So everything yes. pictures and text. But it didn't matter. Like the game, like the game was still the same trash ass game that yeah. mm-hmm. played on PlayStation. Um, it was just so awful. Like when when you play like maybe like the first level of the game, like it seems like this could be kind of cool. Yes. Um, but then after that, it's they try to also make like a platformer, but they try to make a platformer with more with like fighting game controls. And it just doesn't fucking work at all. And, it, mm-hmm. and the levels were just so poorly designed where you would have, um, you, I, I remember because like, I, I couldn't get past this point in the game where there's this one area where you had like these swinging ledges or something. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, and and you would try to time your, your jump so you could jump on them. But it's like, no matter when, you try to jump on them no matter like how much it looks like okay like you should have landed on it you're not mm-hmm. so so after that like i was like yeah fuck this game yes, luckily yes. I rented it. <laughs> you know luckily i rented it but yeah after that I was like yeah like forget this game i will shamefully admit that i owned this game oh <laughs> I-, I owned it like you know, I had gotten it for Christmas. I thought, I, like you, I thought it was going to be cool. 
You know, it's about Sub-Zero, one of the best characters in the game. What can go wrong? Everything went right. wrong. <laughs> Everything. Every, like, that level you're talking about was the bane That's, of my existence. I just stopped yeah. playing after a while. Like, I, I just I just got cheat codes to just skip levels. That's what I did. Yeah. I literally just did that. Because I'm like, this isn't worth it. It's this necessary. Isn't, like, yeah. this isn't worth my time trying to jump on these platforms with the wind blowing up and me just falling yeah. into water with the same animation with the... Uh, no. No, no, sorry, no. Um, I I feel like also with Mortal Kombat Sub Zero, like it kind of helped also usher in like kind of the dark period of Mortal Kombat. This is correct. This is correct because that mm. same year in 1997, we got Mortal Kombat Four. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, <laughs> I was kind of done after Mortal Kombat trilogy of Mortal Kombat Three. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was done. I thought like, yeah. okay, we may not. We I don't think we need any more Mortal Kombat. So I think we're good now. We don't need any more. Yeah. But then we got Mortal Kombat Four, which went full 3D. Now yeah. me, I was always a fan of the digitized actors. I was a fan of that. Yeah. I thought it was innovative, but then it went 3D, and you know, again, still trying to piggyback off the the success of the Mortal Kombat, um, movie. Um, so pretty much piggybacking off of that success, they try to model it more like that. Um, but it was almost pretty much like Mortal Kombat three, but with just three D characters, kind of and stuff. Yeah, you know. So we had um, and and they had a lot of revision. There was like a lot of revisions for this game, a lot of revisions. But um, you know, we have returning characters. We had Liu Kang, Liu Kang, Jax, Sonya. Raiden, Johnny Cage. Um, I think those might have been the only returning characters. We got introduced new characters. Kai, another Shaolin monk. Um, Jarek, who is Diet Kano, essentially. <laughs> I mean, is essentially Diet Kano. Um, Fujin, the God of Wind, which, who, who ironically was my favorite character in the game, Fujin. Um, hmm. Shinnok, of course, Quan Chi. Shinnok, who's, of course, the big bad, but you got to play as him outright. So I'm like, why why, why is he playable if he's the boss? This is not how this is supposed to work. But granted, Street Fighter did it too, so I guess it was okay. So you got to use M. Bison, but also fight against M. Bison. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, I'm trying to think of any other characters that... Um, Reiko. Reiko, General Reiko, who was like a new Outworld um, character. Um... Tanya, who was like an, an Adenian ambassador who was also a backstabber. Um, I'm going to think, is there any other characters that I might have forgotten about? I mean, the, game. That, the game should be forgotten. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, you know what's so funny? I find myself wanting to play it sometimes because I, I guess I have like a little, a bit of a soft spot for it, but not so much. Like if it were on like the PlayStation Network for like $5, I'd buy it just because... <laughs> Because ironically, the PlayStation version, the home console versions of the game, were actually a bit better. Like, um, because this actually marks the first Mortal Kombat game where we have full-on CG cinematic endings. Up right. until this point, Mortal Kombat games just had pictures and text. That's how every single ending went. Even the story, that's how it went too. But this is, I think Midway, Midway really wants to flex is like computer 
animated muscles. So the intro was um, computer animated and the endings were computer animated. Now, the actual arcade version of these endings were trash. They, they, they were horrible. Completely horrible. But the home console versions of the endings were actually rendered a lot better. Some weren't good, but they were rendered a lot better. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. So, um, but, um, you know, the, the roster, I'm trying to think if there's any other characters that I might have forgotten. However, I will say that they did have a tie-in comic, which was a limited edition comic, which is like a prequel to Mortal Kombat 4. And then we actually got an updated patch, which is strictly for home console versions only. Mainly for the Sega Dreamcast, which is Mortal Kombat Gold. Mortal Kombat Gold is, of course, um, the updated version of Mortal Kombat 4, and it has some returning characters. Kitana, Melina, Baraka, Kung Lao. Um, am I forgetting anyone? Um, I think Noob Saibot might have been a returning character. There was also a hidden character kind of by the name of Meat that nobody cared about. Nobody cared about him at all. Um, I never even heard of that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Mortal Kombat Gold strictly came out just for the Dreamcast. And it was basically an updated port of Mortal Kombat 4. So Mortal Kombat Gold again. Again, I had those returning characters come back. Um, again, there's a hidden character by the name of Meat that nobody cared about. Um, there's supposed to be another hidden... There's supposed to be another... Hidden character by the name of Belock, but it, they never finished him, so he was left out of the game. Goro returned in the home console versions of the game. I don't think it was in the arcade, but Goro returned. Oh, yeah, Reptile was in the game, too, but this is where we start to see Reptile's de-evolution, where he started to turn more like a lizard than his human aid form in, like, Mortal Kombat 2 and 3. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, those were it. Some of the, some of the endings... Were pretty hilarious. Mainly Jarek, Sonya's, and Jax's ending. Those are like the funniest ones out of the whole bunch. Um, Reiko's ending was a mysterious one because it had him go through this portal and enter the throne room and put on Shao Kahn's helmet. Um, let's see. Liu Kang's ending was your traditional ending. You know, Raiden's ending, he becomes an elder god. You know, Fujin takes over the, um, you know, the god of, protector god of Earth and things like that. You know, I have a little bit of a soft spot for Mortal Kombat 4, but it definitely wasn't the best in the installment. And a lot of people, and this is when a lot of people, like, really kind of, like, left the Mortal Kombat franchise. Like, I think, one, yeah. after 4, this is when people were like, okay, I think we're done now. Like, that was that was pretty much it. Because even me, I was I was practically done after that, too. Um, I, I was pretty much done after that. So, um, um... It wouldn't be until, well, actually, let me take that right. Mortal Kombat Gold came out in 1999, or Mortal Kombat 4 came out in 1997. So we waited a whole two years for an updated port for the Dreamcast. Um, now, ironically, the same year in 1997, we also got Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, <sighs> I, I knew it. I knew at one point. You, you know, you know how like you go to a party and you're really, really hoping that a certain person doesn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioning gonna, that is like bringing somebody to the party that I hope would not show up, but we have to. We have to. I'm so we're, we're we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna try to get <laughs> to it as as fast as we can, but we're gonna talk about it. Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation is the sequel we waited three years to get, but didn't need. Um, mm. again, Mortal Kombat 
my mistake, two years. Two years, the two-year sequel that we waited. Two-year sequel. Um, of course, it picks up right after the events of the Mortal Kombat One movie. Mm. Um, this time, uh, Outworld Fighters got to deal with Shao Kahn, who is now merging Outworld with Earth in order to destroy it. Um, just, just, just so many elements of this was so bad. Um, it, it, it's yeah. hurt. It's hurting me to talk about this right now, but I got to talk about it. So let's start off with one thing. A lot of the character, a lot of the actors didn't return. The only two people who returned for the movie was Robin Shaw for Liu Kang and Talisa Soto for Katana. Sonya was recasted with Sandra Hess. Johnny Cage was recasted with Chris Conrad, who dies in like the first five minutes of the movie. He dies. Um, Mm -hmm. Raiden is recasted with James Ramar, who I usually love. I love James Ramar, but Raiden Raiden was not the role for him. Right. It really wasn't. Um, well, he was well. Well, he he, he wasn't completely like Raiden like right. all the way through. Yeah. No, we had a, a a wonderful wonderful debut. Oh, I, I think this is where everybody got to know Mr. Ray Park. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Th- this movie made a couple of stuntmen famous: Ray Park, um, yeah. Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa Tony got famous ja. from this. Yes, indeed. but um, yes. A- aside from that, um, yeah. So those characters got recasted. Um, we get Jax with the metal arms, played by Lynn Red Williams, who might have been the only comic relief in the movie, if you want to call it that. Um, mm. they, they basically, what happened with this movie? They took, they mainly fused Mortal Kombat two and Mortal Kombat three together. But it's definitely it's definitely based more so on Mortal Kombat three than Mortal Kombat two, with right. el- with little elements of Mortal Kombat four because apparently Shinnok was in this movie too. Mm-hmm. The person mm-hmm. who was Shao Kahn's father was apparently Shinnok. Yeah, and he looked nothing like Shinnok, so that didn't help. Mm. Um, Brian Thompson portrayed Shao Kahn. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of leeway because he did what he could with what he had to work with. Yeah. Um, we were introduced to the Extermination Squad, Sindel, Rain, Ermac, Motaro, which I will say, Motaro was pretty impressive. I'll give them that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, we ha- we have to be like like uh, we could we could say that a Mortal Kombat Annihilation is is terrible all we want, and it was, but. We gotta give credit where credit was due. How they were able to pull off a centaur? I I I, <laughs> I, I will definitely give them that. I will give them credit mm-hmm. for that. Um, Shiva, who was mm-hmm. oh Shiva, Shiva, Shiva. Oh, like they, they they didn't even bother to render actual arms for her. They just copy mm-hmm. and pasted her actual arms to the lower part of her body. Mm-hmm. If you have, mm-hmm. if you are brave enough to go back and watch it. Watch the animation of her second arms. They are literally her regular arms. I guess they didn't have enough money for her arms, which is crazy because Mortal Kombat Annihilation was $10 million more than the actual Mortal Kombat movie. We should do a watch along and just destroy it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't really. Maybe one day we'll do like a viewing and just, just, and and just, and just, we we can completely go like mystery science theater on that thing. Right. You know what I mean? Just, (laughs) 
Mrs. Hatsu's three thousand. I think we will definitely do a uh, live <laughs> roasting of Mortal Kombat Annihilation at some point. We will definitely do that in the near future. So be on the lookout for that, folks. Um, let's see what other characters did we get introduced introduced this. They had Cyrax. They had they had Cyber Cyrax, and they had Cyber Smoke, but not Sector for some ungodly reason. So they basically made Smoke into Sector. I don't know why. Mm. Um, mm. Sub Zero and Scorpion return again. That was the only good fight in the movie between Scorpion and yeah. Sub Zero. Um, yep. This, of course, was Scorpion's younger brother. Uh, I mean, Sub Zero's younger brother, Kwai Liang, who was actually portrayed by Keith. Keith Cook, who actually portrayed Reptile in Mortal Kombat 1. So he yeah. came back and portrayed Sub-Zero in this movie. Um, Nightwolf appears in this movie, but he doesn't fight. And they actually kind of got that casting right with Lightfoot being Nightwolf. They just didn't do anything with him, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Melina in a fight scene with Sonya in Mud, which was pointless. So they did nothing with her. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Jade was Asian in the movie, which would have been forgivable if her character wasn't so whack. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just 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 everything about this movie just, just just didn't work. It was so bad. The CGI, oh good gravy, the CGI. Um, even the green screen was horrible. Nothing was blended. Yeah. Nothing, Nothing was blended. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, and you got to sit and wonder, we literally waited two years for this. Yeah. Ha, how sway? Ha, and, how? And it was directed and written, I believe, by like the same people, too. Um, Paul, I think Paul W.S. Anderson didn't come back for this one. He, he, didn't? Didn't, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't come back to direct it. Okay. So I right. forgot who directed it, but he didn't come back. I don't remember who wrote it either, but all I know is that everything that made the first Mortal Kombat movie good was not present here. Even yeah. the final fight right. with Shao Kahn, the animalities, oh my I, don't, God. I, I don't know what kind of dragon that was for Liu Kang, but that was like, no, this isn't a dragon. That was this ridiculous. Is, this is a Pokemon. This, this, <laughs> this isn't a dragon. Like, like, I don't know how you call this a dragon. He's not serpentine or nothing. Like, and then Shao Kahn had an animality. He was a Hydra. I'm like, huh? Oh, <laughs> um, oh man, that's funny. Like, um, yeah, there, there was some weird CGI creature that just kept eating people. And like, I don't know what that was about. Um, they killed, they killed Rain early on. He didn't even fight. They, Shao Kahn just killed yeah. him. Um, right. Apparently, I don't even remember him? Huh? <laughs> I don't even remember him. I'm like, what? Like, Ermac? Ermac apparently has new Cyborg living inside of him. Like nobody, mm. nobody used their powers. Maybe except Shao Kahn and Raiden, but nobody else used their powers. Like again, they were still sticking to that ideal for some reason. I don't know. Some some um Sonya gave some fake ass kiss of death by just blowing sand at Cyrus yeah. and didn't even burn up. Yeah. Like he just got overheated. That was about it. Um, right. Um oh my god. It it was the, the uh and the, the horrible <laughs> lines too, like 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 Lynn Red Williams when when like they were supposed to have had a fight in, in the next scene, 
the fight was over already. And he said, he said, something finally went right. We won. And then, and then dropped Jade. And I was like, well, could we have seen the fight scene? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this movie had a bigger budget than the first movie. Where did the money go? Like, I said, I'm I'm trying to figure out where did the money go? Because like, from the opening, from the opening scene, the CGI was horrible. I'm like, who did you pay for this? It went to all the fucking cameos throughout yeah. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like Barack, the Baraka fight with Liu Kang. I'm like, what? First of all, why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt? I, I I don't understand this. And then two, that that fight and uh, it, it it was so bad. It's so uh, the, it's so bad. Um, the the money that I mean, whatever that they spent, they should have spent on uh. Uh, good effects for the Bar- for Baraka's arms, so they wouldn't have to put on a long sleeve shirt to hide the fact that they couldn't put bl- they they couldn't do the effects right to make the blades come out of his arms like in the game. Like the so, one, they long shirted it. The, the <laughs> one the one thing I'll give Mortal Kombat Annihilation is the soundtrack. That's it. That that's it. Yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack. Yeah. That's it. I I actually had the Mortal Kombat Annihilation soundtrack and it was actually yes. a great fucking soundtrack. Yes, that, awesome that, soundtrack. Yeah, that's I, I work I, I work out the face to face all the time. I yeah I to, um from time to time like to this day like I still listen to some of the songs. Yeah, from, from the soundtrack. Yeah, I I had the soundtrack too, but then I let my cousin borrow it and then I don't know what he did with it, but. I, I actually, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I, I, no. a, lot, a lot of the songs, I think like 90% of the songs on there, I actually really enjoyed. I should mm. probably go find them and download them. I got a, I got some of them, but I don't have all of them. Mm. But um, no. no, aside from that, this movie was horrible and we're going to move on because the more <laughs> we talk about this, the more depressed it's, the more the depressing more depressed it's going to be. Yeah. Now, the following year, 1998, we actually got a live-action Mortal Kombat TV show and Mortal Kombat Conquest. Um, Mortal Kombat Conquest... At 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes. For, for Sun... <laughs> I, 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 guess it, it, I guess it depended on where you live, because for, for me, it came on, I think, like Saturday, either late morning or early afternoon or something. For me, see, it's oh, interesting man. because yeah. for me, it, it, would, it would come on after Monday Nitro. I remember that. Like at least where I was at, it came on after oh, Monday Nitro. Yeah, and then yeah, so, mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna say because about that. So it's like because first it was on syndication. Yes, and mm-hmm. then and then like TNT like decided to pick it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, that, that's right. That it really yeah. mattered. And then and like and then like yeah, I do I do remember it would come on like late late Saturday Saturday night on like three in the morning. I'm like for for me yeah. it was it, it, for me it would come on CBS. I'm like why yeah, are you yes, on this channel? Yeah, exactly. Huh? That's what I that's that's why I saw it too. Like three o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, why? It, this is it, and actually, it was very watchable. Yes, I, was I, I, would, watchable. I would definitely say this. Mortal Kombat Conquest was actually a really decent series. It was. Um, if, any, if anything else came out of the live action iterations of Mortal Kombat, aside from the first movie, is Mortal Kombat Conquest. Now, Mortal Kombat Conquest, for those of you guys who don't know, was pretty much right. a prequel series to the main Mortal Kombat mythos. It centered around yes. the great Kung Lao, played by mm-hmm. um, Paolo Montalban, 
Um, as mm-hmm. after he beat Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat tournament, and he basically spends um the um a, pretty much the rest of the series training for the next tournament, or you know rather gathering people to help with the defending of Earth within the Mortal <laughs> until the next Mortal Kombat tournament. For those of you guys who don't know, usually if you win the Mortal Kombat tournament, you're pretty much granted you're pretty much granted a stay of age for ten years until the next tournament. So. Mm. Say if you're like, if you enter the Mortal Kombat tournament at 37, if you win the tournament, the Elder Gods grant you basically a temporary, temporary immortality until the next mm-hmm. tournament. So basically, if you keep winning, you just don't age. You just stay that age for as long as, however long you're, you're the champion of Mortal Kombat. That's pretty much how that works. So I want to give you, mm-hmm. I want to give you a Mortal Kombat conquest memory. Um, my first, my first marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we went on. Uh, we went on a honeymoon. We went to Universal uh, and uh, in Orlando, and we did a tour. And as we were riding, you know, I was looking around and I saw like you know a bunch of. I was like, you know how like over at the theme parks, you know, you have like you know characters walking around, you know, actors yeah. and stuff like that. But there was something about this. Like these guys were not walking around just being characters and i didn't recognize any of them and they looked like they were dressed up like you know like fighters and warriors and everything and i'm like are they filming something here and then the guy uh you know who was uh, who was doing the tour mentioned that they were filming a series called mortal kombat conquest Mm. so i was so technically i was there when they were doing it nice it was a great memory probably the only good memory that i have from that (laughs) Um, so, so essentially the series followed three characters, Kung Lao, of course, um, the great Kung Lao, um, a thief by the name of Tasha played by Kristana Loken, um, Mm -hmm. and then, um, a guard by the name of Ciro played by Daniel, um, Bernhardt, I believe his name is Daniel Bernhardt, who was a badass, by the way, he's a, he's a legit badass. Um, the story, as, as far as it goes, is like, was kind of, I mean, it was kind of weak. The story was kind of weak. Um, mm-hmm. It was basically, uh, it was basically Kung Lao lamenting over the fact that, you know, he couldn't live a normal life anymore because he's a champion of Mortal Kombat, and um, you know, he's trying to deal with it. Um, Zero, ha- Zero was a cool guard, but he had an anger issue. Um, mm-hmm. Essentially, the voice of reason was um, Tasha. She was kind of the voice of reason out of the group because um, she gave she gave up the life of being a thief and just joined them. Um, mm-hmm. Raiden, who was portrayed by um, um, damn, I'm forgetting his name. Who portrayed Raiden? Because he portrayed Raiden and Shao Kahn in the series. This was also a mm. series that actually showed us more of Shao Kahn, which was actually I thought was interesting as well. Um, damn, I, I, I can't. What's the name of the dude who played um Raiden? And I and I knew his name like like Cole. Like um, hold on, I gotta look this up. Um, but like I said, um, that guy he played, um, he played both Raiden and Shao Kahn. Um, I liked his Raiden, but I loved his Shao Kahn. He was actually a pretty mm-hmm. good menacing Shao Kahn. I, I got to give him credit for that. Jeff um, Meek. Yes, him, him, Jeffrey yeah. Meek. Yeah. Um, yeah. who ironically played Dracula on an episode of Hercules back in the day. 
like I I don't know how I stumbled upon that, but like I was like, dude, you were Raiden. Like, why are you playing Dracula? What's going on here? So, but you know, he played Raiden. He he he, he it was, and it was kind of a play off the Raiden from the movie with Christopher Lambert, who was kind of snarky, mm-hmm. sarcastic, but still kind of wise. Um, but his Shao Kahn was definitely menacing. You be, you believed him in Shao Kahn, so it was interesting that he played both roles. Um, Shao Kahn, I mean, Shang Tsung, who was played by Bruce Locke, who was, a, who was definitely a good runner-up to carry Tagawa as Shang Tsung. I definitely enjoyed mm-hmm. his um, interpretation of Shang Tsung. Um, we had a couple of new characters. One, aside from Ciro and Taja, we had a new character by the name of Vorpax, who also um, assisted Shang Tsung in his games. By this time, if you guys know, guys know the mythos, um, Shang Tsung, at his failing to beat Kung Lao in a Mortal Kombat tournament, was banished to the Cobalt Mines of Shokan to atone for his failure. So, so basically, Shao Kahn didn't kill him. He just basically imprisoned him. And it's in the Cobalt Mines where um, Shang Tsung meets Goro. Um, eventually, later on down the line, he meets Goro there. But um, the, the vibe of the show, aside from it being martial arts related, was definitely more of a sexy type of vibe because... A lot of the girls that showed up in the show were very scantily clad. Um, they um they lived in this place called Shushin, which was like a marketplace for all these different types of types of people. I could have sworn I seen a dominatrix walking through there at one point though. But um, essentially um, the each episode was them dealing with different threats. Um, Katana shows up. Um, she was played by two different actors. I forgot what both actors the actors names actresses names were. Um, so Katana shows up. Melina actually shows up in the series too, which I thought was cool. Um, Quan Chi makes in a couple of appearances in the series with him, with him his um three um women. Um, I forgot to do who played um on Quan Chi, but he actually did a very good job as playing Quan Chi in the series. Um, Scorpion, you know, we kind of get like a pseudo origin of Scorpion in this. Um. It's a different one from the main game, main game continuity, so take that what you will. I guess we get an origin of Bihan Sub-Zero in this as well, also. Um, this is kind of where we get a little bit of a backstory, a little bit more of a backstory on the Lin Kuei, where, you know, previous backstories have mentioned that, you know, the Lin Kuei would kidnap kids from all across the world and train them to become assassins. So, um, this was kind of the case for I mean, back in the backstory for Sub-Zero, you know, back in the early games of Mortal Kombat, it was said that he was kidnapped by the Link Way and trained to be, you know, a ninja. You know, later on in the games, it was discovered that Sub-Zero comes from a family of cryomancers that were based out of Outworld. So that's why he mm-hmm. has the ability to use, you know, cold and stuff like that. Noob Sabot made an appearance in this series. Um, a couple of get different characters from the games appeared. You know, a couple of wrestlers from w, from WCW were on the series. Rath, Brian Rath Clark was on the show. Meng, who was known as Haku, he was on the show too. So I guess they had a deal with WCW or something like that. I don't know. But um, again, it only ran for one season. It ended on a cliffhanger, which was yeah. probably it was probably one of the yeah. best, which was probably one of the best cliffhangers I've seen on a TV show at the time, because yeah. it ended with a fight between Raiden and Shao Kahn. And then Raiden ended up becoming Shao Kahn's prisoner. And it was believed that pretty much everyone had died. Um, I believe Vorpax and her and her mother, Queen Kriya, were probably the early drafts for what would become 
Devora in Mortal Kombat X. I think that's kind of where they got that from. But um, for what it's worth, the series actually wasn't that bad. Like I, I, I actually after after the first season, I actually waited for a while to see if there was going to be a season two, because I figured season two was going to be in like the start of the next Mortal Kombat tournament, but we never got that. So, you know, pretty good fight scene. Pretty good yes. fight scene between um be, between uh, uh, Scorpion and uh, Sub Zero, and a, a, a nice long meaty fight scene between um, Sub Zero and, and and Scorpion in that show. Honestly speaking, uh, very very good. Honestly speaking, a lot of the fight scenes in the show were actually top notch. I was impressed yep. at how yes. good they were. I'm like, this is really good for TV fighting, you know. So, you know, it was um, I think I don't want to say it was ahead of its time, but I think if it came out on a better time slot, it might have fared better. You know, yeah. coming on after wrestling, by the time people are done. You know, especially if you're flipping between WWE and WCW, you're pretty much done after that. And then coming on late, like on a Saturday night, you know, people are going to be either doing something else or they're probably going to be asleep by then. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think Mortal Kombat Conquest was a victim of its time slot. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, um, I think that was like during the time where like syndicated TV was mm -hmm. kind of like dying down. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, there were a lot of shows that um, came out around that time where even though if they were really good, like like around that same time, if not, I think that same year, um, they, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was when um, the Crow TV series came out. That's right. Yes, with and, Mark DeCoscos. Right. And, I, and yeah, so I think it came out the same year because I think I remember watching Mortal Kombat Conquest and then switching to another channel to watch The Crow. And that was syndicated also, and it was a really cool show also, but it ended after, you know, like one season as, as well. And like it came on, it came on at like a weird time because I, I would try to catch it, but I like I never knew what time it came on. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah. For, for me, like I said, it was like either like late morning or early afternoon on a Saturday that, yeah. that they used to um, come on, but. Yeah, with Mortal Kombat Conquest, unfortunately, like, I don't remember too much of it. I did see, like, every episode. I remember mm. really enjoying the series. Like, I know that there were some really good episodes. They did a good job, I think, like, um, expanding, like, the lore. And, yeah. Um, you know, like, going over, like, certain characters, like, backgrounds and stuff, especially, mm. like, the different groups, like, Lin Kuei, things like that. Um, and, you know, I also remember, like, the fight sequences were amazing yeah um mm -hmm. and the casting was really good because you know we had Kristana loken in mm -hmm. the series so this was like my initial exposure mine to too mine too and, yeah and um and then you had daniel bernhardt who i had already been familiar with at that point because he he was doing like a lot of b movies oh uh, okay you know he was also um like in the later i Either Kickboxer or Bloodsport. I don't know. One of the Van Damme <laughs> movies. Bloodsport. It was, it was Bloodsport because I did watch a Bloodsport movie with him in it. So I remember. Okay, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I always thought like he was like really cool. And to have him like in like a main role like this, mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, 
you know, and then I just kept being a fan of this dude for years, even though, like, you normally just see him in movies, like, getting his ass whipped, like, yeah. by Donna Reeves or Jason mm-hmm. Statham. Yeah, or, pretty much. Or, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> he's so cool, though. I, I, I mean, yeah, 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 he's so cool, though. Um, Ironically enough, they never put Conquest on DVD. Like, they did overseas. So if you ever wanted, like, a copy of the Mortal Kombat Conquest series... You'd have to like order from overseas because they never released it here in America. I don't know why either, which is which is interesting. But um, I don't know. It, it was interesting. Um, moving on to the next thing. Um, in 2002, we got another installment into like the Mortal Kombat, you know, action adventure games and Mortal Kombat Special Forces. We are just gonna skip over that because that game was trash, and even Ed Boon acknowledges that that game is horrible. So we're gonna yeah. skip over that. I, I only played that game for like I think I did like a mission or two and that was that like like moved I, on. <laughs> I, I, I'll give you a brief synopsis. It's basically what you think it is. It's dealing with Jax and Sonya Blade, but it's mainly dealing with Jax trying to rescue Sonya Blade again, and you got to deal with the Black Dragon. So it's Kano's group. We did get introduced to Tremor in this game, so there's that. But aside from that, the game was horrible. I don't think anyone I don't know anyone that ever owned it. No. You know, so I never bothered to play it because I think around this time I wasn't really into any of the Mortal Kombat games. But it wasn't until 2002 where they kind of started to revive the franchise again. And we got Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance for the next gen consoles on PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. That Um, was a disappointing. uh, I mean, there was there was this thing that. uh, read in a magazine, I believe it was a, I don't know if it was a GameStop magazine, but it was some video game magazine where it was said that if you, <clears throat> if you opened up all the crypts that you were able to play as like a, a zombie, um, Liu Kang Lies. and like a fool, like a fool, I opened up all the crypts, no zombie Liu Kang. I mean, I, I opened all the crypts because that's the kind of gamer I am. I like opening everything up, but um, yeah. you know, this, this this I mean, from the opening cinematic of the game, I was like, what the heck is going on? Because spoiler alert, they killed Liu Kang. They killed Liu Kang in the intro of the game. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. You killed yeah. Liu Kang, the main guy of the series since the beginning, and you snap his neck in the intro? <laughs> what is going on? Um, Liu Kang is dead. I was like, you have got... And it was my Shang Tsung of all people. Mm-hmm. Like, what? After, after getting jumped by Shang Tsung and Quan Chi. Yeah, like, like yeah. Liu Kang was whipping his whole ass. Like, whipping him like he always does. And then Quan Chi comes out of nowhere. The concept, I thought, was pretty decent. Quan Chi and Shang Tsung teaming up together, but... You know, it kind of, it kind of went back to, like, the Mortal Kombat 1 roots... Everybody only had one fatality. Um, the roster was kind of okay. The returning characters, we had Kung Lao, Kitana, Sonya, Jax, Kano, Johnny Cage, Shang Tsung, Quan Chi, of course, and Raiden, who looked cool in this game. I'll give I'll give you that. Raiden looked cool in this game. Um, we had new characters in... Oh, yeah. We also had Sub, Scorpion and Sub-Zero. They also returned, too. Um, Sub-Zero was looking like a Clint Eastwood type of dude because he was older and stuff. And, um, but we introduced, we got introduced to new characters and Lee May, who was actually one of my favorite characters in the game. Lee May, um, 
Movado. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think who else was in this game. Lee May, Movado, Drummond, Moloch, uh, Nitara, the vampire. Nitara was introduced. Frost, who was a female, pretty much a female Sub-Zero. So that was a pretty cool concept. Um... I think that might have been it as far as new characters is concerned. The roster wasn't that big. It wasn't that big. Um, some of the unlockables were cool. Um, I can never forget Cooking with Scorpion, which was the best unlockable in the game. So <laughs> there's that. I really wish they had taken it further and given us a cooking show with Scorpion. I would have watched that religiously. Right. But, um, you know, we got extra costumes and stuff. This is where they started getting into, like, extra costumes and stuff like other video games did, but... Aside from that, yeah, it wasn't the best. It was a nice game. It was a nice way to like kind of restart the franchise, but it wasn't the best. Um, there was there's a course Mortal Kombat Tournament Edition, which came out in 2003. That's for the Game Boy Advance. So that's a um a port of Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. In 2004, we got the best installment in the game in a, in a new franchise, which is Mortal Kombat Deception, which I thought was brilliant. I enjoyed Mortal mm -hmm. Kombat Deception. Um, yeah. I mean. Which is funny because when I got the game, I unlocked everything. I got everything, and then I ended up trading it in. I kind of I liked it, but I got bored with it. If that makes any sense, but um, it, it does make a lot of sense. I was already bored with it. Yeah, <laughs> like and it, and and it incorporated a couple of different things too. In fact, both Mortal Kombat, um, Deadly Alliance and Mortal Kombat Deception, um, definitely introduced the um aspect of Mortal Kombat Conquest mode, which is kind of like the kind of like yeah. the pseudo story mode for Mortal Kombat that doesn't deal with like the main character in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance it was just you just learning everybody's moves that's, so it was just pretty much like a super extended tutorial that was that's what happened in Deadly Alliance in Deception you take on a new character by the name of Shujinko and you follow his journey throughout the Mortal Kombat mythos he was a sucky character he he uh, mm -hmm. he, he completely sucked um, the new big bad was the Dragon King, who used to be the Emperor of Outworld. I thought it was a cool character, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, we also had two hidden characters in Deadly Lines, and Mocap and, um, Blaze, who will come back later on. Um, then we also got introduced to, and also Reptile was in the game, and Sector. Sector was in the game, mm -hmm. also in Deadly Lines, and Reptile. Um, and Kenshi! Oh, my God, how can I forget Kenshi? Who, who turned out to be the fan favorite in yeah. the new games of Mortal Kombat because he was basically Keanu Reeves blindfolded with a sword. And he had telekinesis, so... Yeah, so Kenshi was definitely one of the popular new characters in the game. Um, in Mortal Kombat Deception, we got we saw a lot of the characters return. Noob, Saibot, and Smoke, they became Noob Smoke, which was cool. Um, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero, who, like who had a Shredder outfit, which was dope. Um, mm. Jade... Noob Saibot, I mean, Jade, Sindel, Tanya, um, who else? Nightwolf, um, Liu Kang returned, Zombie Liu Kang returned at that, um, Raiden went dark, you know, so that was a cool thing to see, to see a dark Raiden, um, Shujinko, of course, was a new character, Lee Mei returned, um, Darius, Dairu, Hotaru, there were actually a lot of interesting characters in Mortal Kombat Deception. Um, and a lot of the concepts that were in it were cool. Um, they introduced um, 
I believe we had motor combat. No, I believe it was chess combat and puzzle combat was introduced mm. in Mortal Kombat Deception. I could be wrong, but it was definitely puzzle combat, which was like Super Puzzle Fighter 2, and then chess combat, which is, of course, chess. Um, yeah. The opening cinematic to Mortal Kombat Deception is balls to the walls, the best one. It is fantastic. It has Raiden going up against Quan Chi and Shang Tsung, and then the Dragon King returns. I go back every once in a while just to go watch that. I thought it was great. Um, but again, like once you get everything in that game, it just becomes boring. Um, yeah. Some of the fatalities were cool. I will say that. Um, like the only fatality I liked in Mortal Kombat Daily Alliance was Sub-Zero's fatality, but that was pretty much it. Um... But the fatalities in Mortal Kombat um, Deception were, were a lot better. Lee May's fatality was great. Then again, she was just awesome all around. Um, we had... Um, what, what are the, there's a couple of elements from um, Deception that were I thought were pretty interesting. But uh, they introduced a new concept called Hadakiri, where you get to kill yourself. I thought that was interesting. Um... Uh, some of the alternate costumes were cool. Like I said, Sub-Zero had a whole Shredder thing happening. I thought that was dope. Everybody was on that, so that was cool. Um, again, Zombie Liu Kang, then we had like Spirit Liu Kang. We had Dark Raiden, then we had Dark Samurai Raiden, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, aside from that, the game was okay, but if you traded it in, I didn't blame you, because once you got everything, that was pretty much it. You did, there was nothing else to do. Um, there's of course like a, uh, handheld port called Mortal Kombat Unchained for a Game Boy Advance. So there's that. In 2005, we got one of the, we got one of the best action adventure Mortal Kombat games in Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. That game is the greatest action adventure game for Mortal Kombat. And I want them to do a part two. If not a part two, <laughs> give us an HD remake. Like something. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat Shallow Monks is basically a re it's basically a retelling of Mortal Kombat 2. Really. That, that, that's all it is. Yeah. It picks up at the end of Mortal Kombat 1, but again, another fantastic cinematic intro. Great. Yeah. But um it basically puts again, of course, the main characters are Liu Kang and Kung Lao, and it puts them pretty much in all the events of Mortal Kombat 2. A lot of the narratives get changed. You know, a lot of the story continuity is changed, but for the most part, the game is fantastic. All the power-ups and, you know, skills you can acquire and a lot of fatalities you can do were great. You know, Liu Kang's fatality of Shaolin Soccer is fantastic. Um, <laughs> you know, every character that was in Mortal Kombat 2 was pretty much there. Um, even Kano, you got to fight him. You got to free Jax, you know. Cabal makes an appearance in the game too, but he's not scarred up. You know, um, the fight with Scorpion is one of the best fights in the game because you yeah. gotta fight, you gotta fight him like three times. You gotta fight like regular Scorpion, then you gotta, you gotta fight Angry Scorpion. Like you gotta fight regular Scorpion, Unmasked Scorpion, and then Inferno Scorpion. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. And then when he dies, he does the whole T two thumb going into the hot multiplier, <laughs> which was which was just a perfect touch, a perfect touch. <laughs> There's some comedic moments too. Like, right when you beat Goro, instead of you finishing him off, Johnny Cage steps in, hits him with a shadow kick, and he dies, and then he just walks off mad cool. That was funny. 
the game itself is good. Like, especially just the gameplay itself. Like, I definitely chose Kung Lao every time because the multiple dive kicks into the combo were just fantastic. And then even the final boss fight with Shang Tsung, Kintaro, and Shao Kahn, who was a pain in the ass. You thought he was bad in Mortal Kombat 2? Wait till you fight him in Shaolin Monks. But, um... Wow. No, Shaolin Monks came out at the right time. It was one of the best games. In fact, I played it with Andy when I got it. So, like, we, we just we just whooped that game's ass. Um, it was, it was so much fun to play. I really would like our HD remake, or at least a part two. Like, give us a part two. Give us the events of between Mortal Kombat 2 up to Mortal Kombat 3. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, actually, um, so last, I, I do remember you purchasing mm-hmm. Shallot Monks. Yep. I never got to play it with you, but I do remember um, you you and Andy, um, you know, like playing that game together. And mm-hmm. uh, I did uh, see a bit of it, and I was like, wow, this is actually like yeah. a cool, cool game. And um, I actually did end up, purchasing it mm-hmm. um eventually around that time it was when it was its greatest hits version. yes yeah but if you want to know something funny last year was the first time i actually played the game oh wow yeah um i kind of played it on a whim mm-hmm. um, and um like I, I played through it i even streamed it and you know of course i i enjoyed the game like i thought it was it was a really cool, really fun game. And probably like to me, I think like the only like the only good side Mortal Kombat game, but I think also like during that era of Mortal Kombat games, like to me that was like the only good one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really was. Cause like again, Deadly Lines was a good way to bring us kind of back into the fold. Deception was a good way to kind of keep our attention, but Shaolin Monks was the game. Like, and the thing is, I wasn't even you know what? I think I bought it on a whim too. I wasn't planning on getting the game, but I was like, I need. I feel like I. I felt like I needed a new game for PS2, so I just. And I think it was on like. It wasn't even that expensive too. I think I bought it when like it was still cheap. Like, like so I. So I bought that, and then I was like, you know what? Let's see what this game's about because I've seen a couple of commercials for it, and I was like, eh, I'll see what it's playing. So then we started playing. And I'm like, oh my god, this game is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's it, it's it, like more than anything, it's just really fun to play. Yeah, like yeah. that's right. the thing. Like it's right. it's really fun to play. Um, like yeah. So out of all the um action adventure games from Mortal Kombat, Shadow Monks is definitely top tier. If you haven't played it, definitely go check it out. Um, if you're still fortunate to have a PS2, go do that. <laughs> um, one of the greatest consoles ever made. Yeah. We would get basically our final installment into the new trilogy of Mortal Kombat games in 2006 with Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Now, Mortal Kombat Armageddon, which is essentially Mortal Kombat Trilogy Part 2. That's what I call it. It's essentially Mortal Kombat Trilogy 2 because it has all the characters from Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance and Deception and a couple throwbacks from the ones that weren't there. So Goro, Kintaro... Um, Mortaro, who got turned into a Minotaur for some stupid reason, um, <laughs> and even Shao Kahn and the Dragon King, and then of course, this is the culmination. The story for itself is pretty good. Even the Conquest mode is actually really good too. I'll give it that. Yeah. Conquest mode for Armageddon was actually pretty decent. Um, they introduced the creator character concept, which I thought was kind of limited. 
Um, yeah. But it was okay because I was out here making Superman. I was making Goku. I was making Akuma. Shoot, I made the great Saiyan man at one point. I made a Power Ranger. I was making everybody in um, Conquest mode. I made no. my own. Nin- <laughs> I, I mean, in um, Creative Fighter, I made my own ninjas. I was doing all of that. But yeah. um, other than that, you know, the game, you know, it, it's fun to play, you know. But like mm-hmm. one one thing I will say, like if you're not good at doing fatalities, this is the game for you. If you don't care about fatalities, this is the game for you. Because I just normally skip doing fatalities because it was this um creative fatality bit which was, which I understand why they did it but it was still whack. Yeah. So because because mm-hmm. everybody pretty much did the same thing, you know. So that was kind of lame. But um, again, another game with a fantastic opening intro, showing everybody fighting on the battlefield, then the pyramid rising up and f- having to go up against Blaze and all this stuff. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, it was um it was okay. It was okay. I, I only held on to that game until the next one came out. But, um, you know, Armageddon was pretty all right. I understood what they were trying to do. I think they were kind of trying to wrap everything up, you know, pretty much in a nice little bow, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. 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 With um, with these, like, trilogy of Mortal Kombat's, like, I just, at the end of the day, I didn't really care too much for them. Like, I did play each one mm-hmm. for a bit. You know, Deadly Alliance to me was like whatever. Deception was like a better Deadly Alliance. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, and then, you know, and then you had Armageddon. And, you know, there were certain elements that I thought was kind of cool. Like when they introduced like conquest mode, like mm-hmm. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah. Not really awesomely executed, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it could have been something cool. But yeah. with Armageddon, I feel like the best elements of Armageddon is everything that isn't the fighting itself. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because in this one, you know, like I think I think the story mode, the conquest mode was was much more improved. I think you have mm-hmm. like a better character. Yeah. And and better story. Um, but then also you had, um, you know, you had the puzzle combat, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the chess combat, you even had, um, like combat racing. That was fun. Yeah. Combat yeah, racing was fun. Yeah. That was probably like the thing that I easily did the most in, yeah. in Mortal Kombat or again, like when it came to the fighting, like I didn't give a shit, like, especially with, um. Because to me, they essentially got rid of fatalities. Like yeah. doing the creative fatality, like was fucking stupid and limiting, and it just it kind of took like all the individuality away from yeah. from these characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like um, even thinking about the character endings in the games, those were kind of lackluster too. It was just them doing a content and then just dialogue. That was it. So definitely like elements like the conquest mode. Which I actually had a lot of fun playing, like the motor combat, all the other side games and stuff, the creative fighters and stuff. Those were all pretty cool. But aside from that, more Armageddon wasn't all that great. It really wasn't, and um, I think a lot of the fans knew it. But interestingly enough, and we're almost done, guys. I know we've been going for like two hours now, but we're almost coming to the tail end of this review. Hey, um, Mortal Kombat is it's it's like that, y'all. It's yeah. it's a massive uh, <laughs> franchise that has 
span generations and i mean right. it's yeah. it's literally a world unto its own so yeah, yeah. It, it takes a little while to cover it y'all yeah wow. i mean we're like what trying to fit like 30 years of history into uh, essentially yeah, yeah. If, if anything yeah. i feel like we're making good time yeah, oh, yeah. i think so because because yeah we still got to cover the new trilogy and then a couple of the other in-between things as a matter of mm. fact we're going to talk about a game that no one expected to come and kind of really didn't deliver. That's Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, that was the thing. I remember, I think seeing the trailer for it, and I'm like, at the time I wasn't getting no gaming, any gaming magazines, so I had no idea about this. So I remember right. seeing the trailer for this. I'm like, what the hell is this? Why is Batman getting ready to fight Sub Zero? What is this about? So then I jumped mm. on the old interwebs and I decided to look it up. And of course, Midway, you know, teamed up with DC and decided to put out their first crossover game. Mind you, this was years after we already had X-Men versus Street Fighter, yeah. Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter, Marvel right. versus Capcom, Marvel versus Capcom 2. Um, mm. Let's see. What other crossover games were there? Um Shit, I didn't, I think we even had Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Yes, we had we had that. Um, we had a couple of crossover games for uh, um, actually, but um, yeah, definitely Capcom. Yeah. So um, yeah. So basically, Capcom had the big jump on the crossover genre back in the day. So like like, and it all started with X Men versus Street Fighter. So um, ja- Josh, you said um, MK. Versus DC felt sluggish. It did. Like, it, it was very sluggish. It really was. Um, so, basically, premise of Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe um, is a, is a, is a, is a multiverse game, Elseworld story, basically. So, they are, the crisis called the World Merge Crisis, where Superman in his universe beats Darkseid, and then Raiden in his universe beats Shao Kahn. They end up merging yeah. together to become... "Quote unquote Dark Con," I mean, Dark Con, <laughs> Dark Con, and that character design was, it was lame. Dark Con was lame. I'm sorry, Dark Con looked lame. He he was really lame. Um, so the heroes on the DC universe and the fighters from the Mortal Kombat universe are slipping in and out of universes and they're coming into each 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 other's worlds. And then there's this thing called the Combat Rage, which is causing everybody to fight. And you know it culminates in one big battle between the Marvel, between the DC universe and the Mortal Kombat universe. The only two people left, and this is the story mode stuff, by the way. The only two people who are left standing are Raiden. And if you're on, if you picked the Mortal Kombat side, it was Raiden. If you picked the um, DC side, it was Superman. And you had yeah. to take down Darkon. Um, the characters for the Mortal Kombat side were, of course, Liu Kang, Sub Zero, Scorpion. Um, Kano, Sonya, um, Raiden, of course, um, Shang Tsung. Was that it? Mm. I feel like that might have been it. Um, um, am I forgetting anyone? Yeah, Liu Kang, Katana. Yeah, Liu Kang, Katana, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, some Sonya, Jax, Kano, Shang Tsung, and Raiden. Yeah, 
Am I? Is that it? Is that my and, Yeah, that's not because you also have to keep in mind that um, you still have like a whole other roster of DC characters. So for the DC side, we have Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Shazam, um, Lex Luthor, Catwoman, the Joker, Deathstroke, uh, Green Lantern. I feel like I'm missing somebody else. The Flash. The Flash, right. The Flash. And no, wait a second. Damn. So was it? Is it was that it? Was it nine and nine? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Deathstroke wasn't Deathstroke in it. Yeah, Deathstroke was in it. Um, why do I feel like I'm leaving somebody out? Oh, Mortal Kombat side had Baraka also. It was Baraka, and then for the DC side, uh, blasted. Um. Damn. All right. Yeah. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Joker, Catwoman, Lex Luthor, Deathstroke, Green Lantern, Shazam. Who the hell am I missing? That that could have been all of them. I think I got everybody right. Okay. And I got to look now. I got to look this up again. Holy crap. Uh, No problem. Yeah. We'll look it up. But, but yeah, so the um, the one thing that I thought was cool about this game was the story. Like, how, yeah. they, how they did the, the story mode, I thought was, um, like, really, really cool. And I guess, like, it was at least enough of a success that we started seeing that same type of story mode for, like, the rest of the Mortal Kombat story games going forward. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm kind of glad that that was, like, the one thing that they continued with. Because I really did enjoy the story. Yeah. Um, it was, so, yeah, Shao Kahn and Darkseid, respectively, those were the extra characters. So those that's what I was missing. Yeah. I will say, though, that, you know, again, like Josh said, the, um, the um, gameplay was a bit sluggish. Um, this, was, yeah. this, this game was panned. For the lack of, first of all, it didn't have a teen rating. It wasn't. It, it was a teen rating. It didn't have a mature rating. So it was definitely the violence in this game was definitely toned down. Um, yeah. That means the fatalities were very lackluster. Uh, mm-hmm. All the Mortal Kombat characters had fatalities, and all the superheroes had heroic brutalities, all of which all sucked. Um, mm-hmm. Really, the only saving grace, the only good thing about this game was the story mode itself. Like, I think it was yeah. interesting, and it was definitely a precursor into the later Mortal Kombat games that we would actually get. Not only that, but the DC games that we would get after, like Injustice and Injustice 2. Yeah, same so, thing, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, this, so Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe is definitely a precursor to all those things. I will right. say, though, I did enjoy some of the um, character endings in Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Um, I liked Liu Kang becoming like a, like a, coming like, becoming like a Shazam character in the Mortal Kombat Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Jax eventually became Cyborg in the Mortal Kombat universe. Um, Sub-Zero became like a Batman type of character in the, um, in the Mortal Kombat universe. I thought that ending mm-hmm. was dope. I liked that one. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. That was Because cool. he had a whole cape and everything, and I'm a, I'm a, and I'm yeah. a sucker for a cape. So I thought <laughs> that was good. Um, some of the DC characters' endings, um, Catwoman became like a full cat. 
Um, Lex Luthor teamed up with Quan Chi. I thought that was interesting. Um, mm -hmm. Superman decided to incorporate magic, you know, elements into his suit. Um, I think that might have been it. Um, Joker becomes mayor. Joker becomes he. He pretty much turns into the Quan Chi of the, of the um, DC universe. I, I I thought it was cool. Um, I, yeah, I thought I thought I thought those elements were interesting, but um, again, I traded that in for the very next game that was coming out. So we're coming down to the wire, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming down to it. Um, let me just go back to my list here, make sure we didn't miss anything else. Um, there was a prequel comic book for um, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, which I thought was okay. It came with the game, so there is that to consider. But we did get a little bit, a little gem in 2008 also. Um, filmmaker Kevin Tancheron decided to try his hand at Mortal Kombat and gave us a short little eight-minute film on YouTube called Mortal Kombat Rebirth. And this yes. was essentially... And this was essentially a real-life take on the Mortal Kombat mythos. And the casting was actually very well done. You had Michael Jai White, who was Captain Jax Briggs, who was a police captain. Jerry Ryan, who was Sonya Blade, I think still lieutenant. Ian Anthony Dale was Scorpion. Um, I forgot the guy who they got to play um, Shang Tsung, even though he showed up as a, as a pitcher in the series. But Matt Mullins was Johnny Cage. Um, damn. Um, Latif Crowder was a twisted version of Baraka, who was a failed surgeon who went mad, who filed his teeth down to <laughs> fangs and surgically implanted like scalpels into his wrist. He was he was awesome. Um, Reptile was this guy who had Harley Quinn ichneosis, who should have died at childbirth but ended up living to the age of thirty-two, and it was he he was eating people. So the but, premise yeah. is that so the premise is that this everything takes place in a place called Deacon City. Crime is going crazy. So Jackson Briggs. Has ha, pretty much has Scorpion sitting down in the interrogation room, trying to get him to work with them so they can take down Shang Tsung. And the way he goes into doing that is by telling him that Sub Zero is alive. We got a pic, quick picture of Sub Zero, but those eight minutes kind of sparked everybody's interest in another Mortal Kombat movie. That's right. what that did. Um, sure did. Uh, the fight between Matt Mullins, Johnny Cage, and um, Latif Crowder's Baraka is an insane fight it is awesome it is fantastic i actually haven't watched that in a minute i should probably go back and watch it again because it was really dope but this started a campaign for um uh, um kevin tantron started a campaign to hopefully try to produce another mortal kombat movie um yeah. which brings us into again the new trilogy which is the nether round trilogy of mortal kombat games Starting off with Mortal Kombat 9, essentially, or Mortal Kombat 2011, mm. which is basically a retelling of the first three Mortal Kombat games. So it's essentially a, re a retelling of Mortal Kombat trilogy. Um, again, taking elements from the story mode from Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, they gave us an expansive story mode where we got to play as certain characters. Um, premise of this is that it picks up pretty much right after the end of Armageddon. Shao Kahn wins. Shao Kahn wins, and he claims the power of Blaze for himself, and he's beating the hell out of Raiden. Um, so Raiden decides to send a message to himself in the past, letting him know that this is what happens in this timeline. The past self has to change it. So it's a lot of things. It's pretty much things still play out like they do, but with a few changes. 
Um, Kung Lao enters the first tournament. Nightwolf is there. Um, a couple of things happen throughout um, throughout the story mode. Um, Smoke gets turned into a cyborg instead of Sub Zero. Um, Kung Lao still dies. No, Kung Lao dies in the in the second tournament as opposed to the third tournament. Um, Sindel comes back and whoops everybody's ass. Like straight up, <laughs> straight up, she straight mercs everyone. Like, like basically, Jade, Kitana, Jax, um, Nightwolf sacrifices himself to kill her, but Cabal, like she mercs everybody in this game. It was bloody fantastic. Um, Liu Kang is growing disillusioned with Raiden because Raiden keeps having these premonitions, and but every time he turns around, he fucks something else up. Um. It leads into a confrontation that we didn't know we needed, but we glad we got Liu Kang versus Raiden. We got that mm-hmm. confrontation, and mm-hmm. Raiden kills him by accident, um, <laughs> which leads to having, which leads to Raiden being the only one left that has to beat Shao Kahn because he has to let Shao Kahn merge with um, Earth Realm and the Elder Gods and power him, and Shao Kahn is is essentially killed. Like in other in previous games, he just comes back, but in this instance, Shao Kahn is absolutely killed. Right. This was a great game. This was a nice rehashing and a nice rebirth for Mortal Kombat. I love. I still love the game to this to this day. The fatalities are still fantastic. Um, everybody still has two. The gameplay is pretty top notch. It definitely took what it did with Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe and improved on it a buttload. It is it put on right. a great deal. Again, the story mode is the best aspect of the game, but the f- gameplay itself is actually pretty good. The latter endings are pretty awesome. I think the best one is Liu Kang's, where he becomes a fire god, which was practically a premonition to a later game. But we're gonna get into that in a few. But um, now the game itself was pretty good. We also got this is the first time we got some guest characters into the game. Um, Quan um um. Kenshi is a guest character in the game. He makes a return. We also got introduced to a character who should have existed before the end of Rome of Scarlet. Freddy Cougar is a guest character in the game. And for the PlayStation 3 version specifically, Kratos from God of War was also a playable character yeah. in the game too. So that was interesting. But, but game to play, game to play. Also, we got another new character in Cyber Sub-Zero, which is awesome. Uh, all right, HP, no problem. So that was pretty good. That was a, that was that was cool. Again, overall the game itself was pretty decent. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so this game was like really important in like so many fucking ways. Um, it was the return of Mortal Kombat going like back to basics, mm-hmm. going back to the original trilogy, and it um, and also kind of just like Mortal Kombat Trilogy did way back when. It was yeah. like, it, it was once again like a, a leveler for like all the Mortal Kombat fans that fucking stuck with all the bullshit mm-hmm. up to, um, like up to this point and just made it like into like a really rewarding experience. Um, but what was also really significant about, about this Mortal Kombat was that this was around the time when fighting games were like coming back. Yes. Um, you know, we had we had Street Fighter, you know, make its return. And we started having like other fighting games like 
making a comeback. So, you know, Mortal Kombat, you know, like came out like during during this time. And and also what was really big during this time was fighting game tournaments like Evo mm-hmm. and shit. Yep. So when they were designing Mortal Kombat, they wanted this game to be like, you know, a, a, a tournament playable fighter. And they definitely uh, accomplished that. Yeah. Like and, it, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then other than that, like the game was like great all around. I think this was like the first Mortal Kombat game that I actually owned myself. Mm. <laughs> um, and um, the only gripe that I had with the game was with the gameplay of the story mode. Because for some reason during the story mode, you had a lot of fights where it was like you versus like two people. Yeah. Which I thought was like really dumb. Like they could have given you another person or not have so many of those type of fights. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was like my only gripe. <laughs> that might have been them trying to pad the runtime, probably, but yeah. you know, once you get to it one time, you're pretty good. Once you get to the storm one time, you're you're pretty good. If you want to go back and play it on hard, you can. Um, I believe what is it, the challenge tower? I think there was that. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. That which is some matches were pretty easy some of the tasks were pretty interesting um i think there is one where i think i had to fight shao Kahn like three times i'm like you have got to be kidding me because they made him just as cheap as he was in mortal kombat 2 like i don't know how they pulled that off but that challenge i was in there was 300 challenges that you had to do and the, the reward i think the reward was worth it you get like a bandaged up melina which i thought was yeah. pretty pretty great so the reward was worth it so there's that. Um, there's actually they actually allowed two on two combat, which I thought was pretty good. Um, and it, and it was none of the fluff like the um, previous games did. Like so, like no like unlocking of crypts and things like that. None of that stuff was there. Is automatically there. Um, the other the, is that somebody's phone ringing? Not. not. I I think um I think one of the um one of the other elements and in fact one of the other details I enjoyed was like the just a remixing of all the um classic songs from the stages in the first yeah. Mortal Kombat games and the fact that you have the option of going back to the um original theme original music from the stages in the games too yeah. um a lot of the stage fatalities were cool like it was cool seeing the pit in that version um you know a lot of a lot of the elements about Mortal Kombat 9 were very well done. I really enjoyed it a great deal. I mean, I agree with the whole some of the fights were kind of unnecessary in the story mode, but other than that, I thought it was really good. It told a great story. I know a lot of people a lot of people like to shit on the story stories of the new Mortal Kombat games. I don't know why. To me, I think they're actually pretty decent. You know, I mean, Mortal Kombat 9 is pretty much a retelling of the first Mortal Kombat, first three Mortal Kombat games with just different elements. That's all. All right, HB, you back. Cool. Um, So I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, you got a lot of nitpickers with anything. So, but um, and then, then, of course, it was a complete edition, Mortal Kombat completion, complete edition, which came out later on in 2011, which pretty much pretty much had everything unlocked. So this is when I started to learn my lesson on never buying a game outright. But again, of course, I still didn't learn my lesson. I still bought the games outright, even though there was like an updated port coming later on. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, so. 
Um, interestingly enough, later on that year, we actually got a web series for Mortal Kombat from Machinima called Mortal Kombat Legacy. While um, Kevin Tangeron wasn't able to produce a movie as of yet, he was able to produce a YouTube series um, that kind of retold different elements from the Mortal Kombat um, mythos. Um, I think, I feel like the second season was better, but I do like a lot of elements from the first season. Um, each episode was kind of centered around a character, so there was that. Um, I think the first season, I think the first few episodes dealt with Jax and, um, Sonya and Jax. So, um, it dealt with that. Um, Michael Jai White came back as Jax, of course. Jerry Ryan came back as, um, Sonya Blade. Um, the guy's name is Darren Shavali, he played, who played Kano. He played a pretty decent Kano, too. Um, he unfortunately passed away also a couple of years back, too. Um, I forgot how he passed away, but, um, he passed away also. Um, uh, Matt Mullins returned as, um, Johnny Cage. Um, um, I forgot the person, um, I forgot the person who played, uh, Quan Chi and, um, Shang Tsung, but they were pretty good. Ian Anthony Dale came back as Scorpion, which was awesome. And then, um, I forgot the guy who they got to play Raiden, but again, it was kind of like almost still kind of real life takes on these characters but a little bit of the Mortal Kombat mythos mixed into it you know um my favorite episode from season one is still the um Cyrax and Cyrax and Sector episode I love that episode so much especially the fight in that yeah. especially the end fight between them and um Cyborg Hydro that is my favorite that was fight. Excellent. I love that fight so excellent. much. That not only the fight, but the music with it too. I, I really want that music for that episode. But that episode to me was one of the best ones in season one. That was one of the best. Um season two did, did us a super solid <laughs> by casting Mark DeCoscos as Kung Lao. That yes. was the greatest. Yes. That was the greatest. He didn't have his bladed hat. But he still had a hat. Um, they brought um this one was centered more around the tournament, of course. So they um they had did some recasting. They had gotten they can't they brought James Random. No, they brought Casper Van Dien as Johnny Cage, who actually did a pretty decent job. I'm not gonna lie. He did a pretty decent job as um Johnny Cage. That wasn't a bad that was not a bad casting at all. Yeah, um I forgot who they got to play um Raiden, but they got an Asian actor to play Raiden this time. Um I forgot who they got to play Liu Kang. Kerry Tagawa came back as Shang Tsung. That was dope. I thought that was good too. They they did a solid on that. Um, season oh, two, yeah. yeah, season two was definitely the better season because, like, almost some like I'd say half of the episodes were definitely fight fight episodes. So you had Striker versus um, might have been um, Reptile. I don't remember. There was that episode between. Where Kenshi battled um Ermac. That was a cool episode. That was a cool that fight episode. The episode between Scorpion and Sub Zero was great. And that ended with a fatality. Um The Scorpion between Katana and Melina, that ended in a fatality. And I like the fact that Kerry Tagala would say fatality at the end of each episode. Season two was awesome. It it, it really was. Um I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And then um the series the series actually ended up with a cliffhanger. Because um, a previous episode showed like the um, showed what happened with Luke Kang after the tournament and how um, he kind of got disillusioned after his girl got killed. Um, 
him and Kung Lao had a had some interactions and stuff. And the series ended off with a possible fight between Liu Kang and Kung Lao. But unfortunately the series got canceled. So we never got a um third season after that, which kind of sucked, but um I don't know. Um which leads us to which makes us jump into 2015 with the next game, which is Mortal Kombat X. Mortal Kombat X was essentially a retelling of Mortal Kombat 4. If I'm going to be honest with you, it was essentially retelling of Mortal Kombat 4 with just better graphics, more characters, and a time jump. So basically, the game, the story mode, which I thought was a pretty good story mode, too, starts off with practically the end of Mortal Kombat 4, where Johnny Cage beats. And, and I appreciate the fact that they kind of tried to make Johnny Cage the main character now. Which is also always pretty good because Johnny Cage is pretty much the outside character. He's our eyes into the Mortal Kombat universe. So Johnny Cage kind of made, kind of again. I mean, he beat Shinnok because at this point, who can who can't beat Shinnok? Like, come on now, Shinnok. Shinnok as a character kind of sucks. The concept of him is, is cool, but the character together sucks. So we time jump and we get introduced to the pretty much the combat kids. We get introduced to um, Cassie Cage, who is the daughter of Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage. They have a kid. Um, Jackie Briggs, who is the daughter of Jax. Um, Kung Jin, who is the cousin of Kung Lao. And Takahashi Takeda, who is the son of Kenshi. Um, this, this, the, the, style, the style of this game definitely take a different turn from what we got in Mortal Kombat 9. It felt a lot more polished, a lot more cinematic. Um, you can definitely tell in the story mode with it. Um, this actually was a re this actually was a really decent game. I still have it. I still have it. You know, so I actually enjoyed it a great deal. I thought Mortal Kombat X was actually pretty well done. Um, a lot of the elements in the game were pretty cool. Like the introduction of a new generation of combatants, I thought was actually a pretty good idea, and it's a pretty good move for them to make. Um, again, people still have issues with the um, story. This did have a prequel series, prequel comic book series called Blood Ties. I actually have the entire series, the entire comic book series on my shelf. It was actually a pretty good read, you know, so it gives some backstory as to what happened prior to the events of Mortal Kombat, you know, for Mortal Kombat X. I thought it was pretty good. Then, of course, we had Mortal Kombat XL, which is the expansion of Mortal Kombat X. And we have a lot of guest characters in this game between... Wow, if I can even remember them all. Leatherface, Predator, Xenomorph, Jason. Um, who was was a guest character? Um, Bowrichel returns. Um, I'm trying to think who was who was returned in the eternity. Like Bowrichel um, became a returning character. Um, I mean there was a lot of guest characters in it, but the but the fact. That we had Predator and Alien in the same game. We got to live out our Alien versus Predator fantasy. That oh, was yeah. always fun. That was a fun little thing to deal with. Um, Leatherface versus Jason was cool. I enjoyed that a great deal. Um, I, I mean, I kind of like if that was one of the case, they could have just they could have brought in Freddy in this, so we could have Freddy versus Jason another round. They did. Um, and this was also around a time. Where the mobile game was starting to take off, the Mortal Kombat mobile game. Um, they didn't do it after. They didn't do it during Mortal Kombat um, Nine, but they. But when Mortal Kombat X was released, they also released a Mortal Kombat mobile game, which I actually played for a little bit. This is kind of where 
some of the controversy comes in because some of the unlockables for the game, for the main game, for the console version, can only come through if you have the mobile game too. So you kind of had to pull double duty. I thought that was kind of lame. I didn't like that idea. I like having my unlockables become unlocked in the console version. There's still costumes right now. There's still skins right now for characters that I don't have yet on the console version of Mortal Kombat um, X. And I thought that was pretty dumb. But um, aside from that, Mortal Kombat X is still a pretty decent game. Um, they did a lot with it. The challenge towers were also pretty good. Um, the voice acting in this game was actually top-notch. I enjoyed it a great deal. And the story mode itself was actually pretty good, too. Scorpion getting his revenge. Well, Scorpion and Sub-Zero making making amends was actually one of the dopest scenes in the game. I enjoyed that a great deal. Then Scorpion getting his revenge on Quan Chi was actually really dope also. They do a lot of flashbacks and stuff, too. So that was pretty good. But, um, you know... Yeah, Mortal Kombat X didn't come out until 2016, so like a year after it premiered, after it came out. And then, of course, we got the, the the latest game in the Mortal Kombat installment, which is Mortal Kombat 11, which is pretty much a culmination or the finale of the new Mortal Kombat trilogy. So, basically, they, um, they kind of step forward and step back with the story in this. Here... Of course, like I said, Mortal Kombat X is Mortal is basically essentially Mortal Kombat 4 expanded. That's pretty much all it is. Um, a lot of the characters who died in Mortal Kombat 9 are revenants in Mortal Kombat X, so that's good. Um, Mortal Kombat X ends off with a post-credit scene that shows Raiden going dark and warning um, Emperor and Empress Emperor Liu Kang and Emperor Katana, who rule the Netherrealm now, warning them to not mess with Earth. After cutting off Shinnok's head. So Mortal Kombat 11 pretty much starts right where that game ends up. With Raiden who turns dark. Killing or decapitating Shinnok. And we are introduced to the new big bad in Chronica. Who I will have to say. Maybe not the best boss for a Mortal Kombat game. Wasn't, wasn't all that great. If I'm going to be honest with you. I think this the gold standard as far as Mortal Kombat bosses. Is still Shao Kahn. He's still the one. But Chronica, the concept of Chronica, I thought was interesting. I thought um, that she's a titan and she's the keeper of time. So basically, after the Netherrealm raid by Earthrealm Special Forces, I mean, this before, you know, Cassie becomes commander of the Special Forces, um, they go into the Netherrealm to try to stop, you know, Liu Kang and Katana once and for all. Sonya dies. Sonya is killed in like the first few minutes of the story mode campaign. And then, of course, after a while, time is reversed. So characters from Mortal Kombat 2 are essentially brought into the main continuity. So we have young Johnny Cage, young Jax, young Sonya, undead Liu Kang. Well, like basically living Liu Kang, living Kung Lao, living Katana, living Jade, um, and good Raiden, he returns. So... I thought the I thought the story itself is actually pretty good. I I dug it. I would have changed a few elements. On the course, we got we got a couple expansions. We got Mortal Kombat Aftermath, which again has Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa reprising his role as Shang Tsung, and then they also bring in Nightwolf and Fujin, um, who are also DLC characters. They brought them into the main storyline, and that is the a true ending to the Mortal Kombat 11 story. The regular ending has Liu Kang becoming a fire god, which was a dope scene also. 
Um, he beats Chronica, but then Mortal Kombat um, Aftermath ends the way the game started between Liu Kang and Shang Tsung. So I thought that game was actually really good. Um, then the latest update, which is Mortal Kombat Ultimate, which gives us a whole bunch. We have a whole bunch of guest characters. Molina returns. Rain returns. Um, there's a couple of the Shang Tsung. Um, Sindel, Shiva. A lot of old combat, combat characters returned. Then we got some guest characters in Robocop, the Terminator, Rambo. Um, hmm. Am I missing anybody else? Spawn, who is fantastic in this game. Spawn is fantastic in Mortal Kombat. This is the game he belongs in. I know he made I know he made he was a guest character in Soul Calibur 2 for the um Xbox version, but Mortal Kombat is the game that Spawn belongs in. It's as simple as that. <clears throat> Overall, the gameplay I think is better. It definitely borrows a lot of elements from Injustice 2, as far as as far as like, you know extra content as well as like different skins for your characters so definitely borrow elements from that so there's that i mean uh, i think we might have discussed this before but uh, as far as like like guest characters and um i don't know if i i mean i think i might have told you this story before i was working um at at the airport and i happened to be speaking to someone who was one of the developers on on uh on mortal kombat he had he had like this mortal kombat golf shirt like you know threshold mm -hmm. entertainment official golf shirt and i uh, and i asked him i said well i said do you work for do we work for threshold or you know or anything to do with a, a mortal Kombat?" he was like yeah because that was one of the developers and i said and i said oh so we got into like a little conversation mm -hmm. and i said man could you please tell me what is negan doing in tekken <laughs> <laughs> and i said don't you think that negan would have been a much better suited for Mortal Kombat. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I mean, because I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, Jen, Brian Fury, none of those guys would have would have would have allowed themselves to be in an eating meeny miny mo situation. Nope. They would have they, I mean I, Brian Fury would have took Lucille and shoved it up his yeah. <laughs> well, I mean oh, while, while we're while we're on the subject who would you who aside from Negan, who else do you think would have been a good guest character for the Mortal Kombat franchise? Oh my goodness. Uh Pinhead? Pinhead would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm thinking like, you know, Pinhead versus Quan Chi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, they that might rocks. Like be friends. <laughs> yeah. Because like because like I, I think about a lot of the um a lot of the young characters that we had show up in the game and it's like and i used to have a lot of guest characters who i thought would fit in perfectly with um mortal kombat i mean i know a lot of people talked about ash williams being the guest character in mortal kombat 11 i think he should definitely be one ash williams would be perfect in mortal kombat yeah. like with from the evil dead he he would definitely be a good character to be oh, thrown. oh yeah. hell yeah and, and and one of his moves would be like this is my boomstick. Boom. Yep. Mm -hmm. That'd been perfect. Um, I'm trying to think of other characters who might have. I think there's a lot of characters that lend themselves to be good Mortal Kombat guest characters. Um, like uh, I would, um, I would like to see like more, 
characters from like image comics like you know because spawn was definitely a character like i wanted to see there since they started doing the guest characters and he did um get in there now i would also like to see like savage dragon yes i mean savage dragon savage dragon needs some love man yes yes he does mortal Kombat definitely this is up to definitely taking from some of the comic book characters and stuff and throwing them into the game spawn would have been a good one I think the crow might have been an interesting one. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah, the crow would have been actually thinking about another crow would oh, have been a good one. Oh, crow! Oh, perfect, perfect. Um, I had I, I had a list actually of who I thought would have been good. Like, I think Neo would have been good. Ne- Neo would have been an interesting one to throw in Mortal Kombat. Oh wow! Oh holy crap! Yeah. Um. Yeah. If not Neil, then maybe John Wick. Thank you. There you go. That's on. John Wick would have been good. I mean, we already got Fujin. I'm glad he was turned. Rachel Gould would have been an interesting one too. Holy! Could crap. you imagine wow. a match? Be- Could you imagine a, a dialogue between Rachel Gould and Shang Tsung? Mm-hmm. These are two characters that tend to live very long lives through supernatural means. That would have been interesting. And I think what would have been an interesting, like a completely out of the blue guest character would have been Ryu from Street Fighter. That would have, that would catch everybody off guard. I think I think that would blow up the internet. I think if Ed Boon somehow managed to strike a deal with Capcom to just get Ryu for Mortal Kombat, that would have set the world on fire. That would have set the world on fire. Um, yeah, just just for you, just yeah, just you. him, just him. No Akuma, no Ken, him, just him. Yeah, um, yeah, it would, it would like, it, it would be so insane. Like it would just blow everyone's minds away that, if, uh, you know, if let's say you know there's a Mortal Kombat coming out, they announce you know the the additional characters that they're gonna release, and then all of a sudden you find out like one is like. Ryu, um, or like just really any Street Fighter character, because it like that alone can open up like the door of you know Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Yep, yep. That 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 would have get because that would have that definitely would have had people talking like, dude, do you think we're gonna get a Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter finally? That would have been a good way to set that up. Like, yeah. I mean, I, um, as far as I know, he's still going to be dropping a lot of content for Mortal Kombat 11, because from what I understand, he's not thinking about any other Mortal Kombat's anytime soon. Um, so I think he's, I think definitely think he's going to keep cranking out content for this version of the game. So, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's going to be coming next. Um, hopefully more characters. I mean, once once the movie drops, I imagine there's going to be some movie skins for the characters. I imagine that. Maybe Cole Young will probably be a DLC character for the game. I don't know. Maybe they'll introduce him into the game or something like that. But um, I don't know. There's, there's yeah. t- mm-hmm. I, I think I think it would be like because I think that's the thing now is with fighting games is now to try to support the one game over a course of years. Yeah. Making either sequels or updates to the game. Like yeah. You look at Street Fighter Five, like Street Fighter Five, came out like a long ass time ago. Yeah, 
and and that shit is um, still getting like you know uh, updated and all that. And before with the Mortal Kombat, they were um, when they came back, we were having like a new Mortal Kombat. I think like every like two or three years, like yeah, just in, in between. Like they would come out with a new Mortal Kombat, then they would come out with an Injustice, and then we have a new Mortal Kombat, then another Injustice. Yeah. And, but I think because of now, like how expensive and technical like games are now, it's like it's not really feasible to like keep trying to to keep that up. No, no, it's not. It's really not. So, like I said, I mean. If Ed Boon is working, if NetherRealm Studios is working on another game, I don't know what it is, but I definitely feel like they're just going to be spending a lot of time cranking out different content for Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I'll be interested to see how they, what they do, or what's going to come out next for it, because he hasn't made any announcements yet. Whether it's going to be another Mortal Kombat game or another Injustice, I imagine we'll probably get an Injustice 3 at some point. I imagine that, <clears throat> just to tie everything up. Right. So, um. That leads us into the last piece of content for a Mortal Kombat review, and that's, of course, the first full-fledged animated movie in Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. Um, that dropped early last year, I think, right at the um, right in the height of the of the quarantine. It dropped. Um, I I bought it. I bought it on um, Amazon Prime Video, and I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. They definitely really leaned in and embraced the violence of Mortal Kombat in this. You know, we got some X-ray scenes, like the X, um, X-ray um x moves and stuff. We got some of those. It was definitely very gory and very bloody. I thought the voice acting was good. But essentially, Mortal Kombat Legend Scorpion's Revenge was essentially a retelling of Mortal Kombat 1. That, that that's, that's essentially what it is. And... For, for a movie that's supposed to be about Scorpion's revenge, they didn't really center the movie around Scorpion too much. That I, if that's, if there's, a, if there's a criticism I have for the movie, is that it didn't really center around Scorpion too much. Yes, the movie, the opening scene started with him and his clan and his wife and son getting killed. But aside from that, it just follows everything else. I think what would have made the story more compelling would be if we gotten, like, a look into Scorpion's childhood, like Hanzo Osashi's childhood. Let's see what his childhood was like when he gets, when he becomes a part of the Shira Ryu, as he grows up to become the best ninja in the clan. And then leading up into his, you know, his family being killed by the Lin Kuei and him being killed and sent to the Nether Realm and then becoming Scorpion. I think that would have been a better movie, but, you know, for what it's worth, I thought the movie was pretty decent, you know. But I think that's what they should have done. That's the story. That's the story elements that they should have used for Scorpion's Revenge. Like going to his backstory and everything. That would have made the most sense. Yeah. So uh, actually, I haven't seen the movie yet. I think mm. I'm actually going to see it this week because mm. I I heard they recently added it on HBO Max. Yes, they did. They did. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna check it out. Okay. Cool. Now, the animation, I think I might have mentioned this before, but as I was watching it, I mean, the animation, the style of the animation, I swear, I kid you not, I was kind of expecting, like, Batman to show up or, like, Superman. That's what it looked like. A, it looked like a DC. It did. 
I mean, <laughs> I mean, you got to figure the same people who worked on a lot of those DC movies made this one too. It's still Warner Brothers. Um, but I, d- I did find the animation to be a little, a little janky at times, like a little bit, especially with the knuckle design. The knuckle design is gnarly in this movie. It, it really is. <laughs> but um, no, um, this this movie was pretty decent. If you if you just gonna if you wanna watch it just for like the violence of it all, you're definitely gonna be in for a treat. It's gonna be good. Um like I said, I think story story wise, I think if it really if it's supposed to be Scorpion's revenge, it should have really focused on Scorpion completely. It really should should have just did that. But, I agree. Um, I agree. You know, so but um I mean EJ, I think you'll enjoy it. You'll you'll enjoy it for a great deal. I don't know if they're gonna do another one. You know. I don't know if they're going to be like, you know, if they're going to do a Mortal Kombat Legends, you know, or something like that. Because it ends off with Shank, Shao Kahn showing up too, and all that stuff. So, but, um, I don't know. Again, it's, it's just another one of retelling of the Mortal Kombat 1 tournament like they've done before. So, you know. But, overall, the Mortal Kombat franchise has, has had some misses. It's had some hits, but it's been pretty consistent with itself. I, I, I'll say that. It's been pretty consistent between the games, some of the failed cartoons, the comic books and stuff, even some of the one-shots that they did, you know, Mortal Kombat Rebirth and Mortal Kombat Legacy. It still holds true to its source material, so I can't knock it for that. You know, the movie, the reboot movie drops this Friday. So I am still very much excited for it. I can't wait to see how this thing turns out. A lot you know, of good buzz. A lot yeah. of good buzz on it. I, I'm not expecting Shakespeare. I mean, if we're just going to be... I'm not expecting Shakespeare. I'm just expecting a movie that's based off a game that honors its source material to as much as it can and gives us what, it, give us what we just want. To see people just kill each other. That's what we just want to see. <laughs> <laughs> we just want we just want to see some mortal combat action. That's something that 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 uh you know translates well on the screen, but yet still hits home to all the game fans. Exactly. The '95 movie still hits. It still hits. Still yeah. hits pretty well. Let's not let, let me not dis, dis, disparage it. It still hits pretty well. It still holds up. The '95 movie still holds up, but I really want to see what this new movie is going to do. Yeah. Honestly, like from what I've seen and heard from this movie, like I'm getting some like, you know, vibes from that that original Mortal Kombat movie because mm. what made that Mortal Kombat movie like really work at the end of the day, you know, aside from like the fight sequences, was that they gave a shit about the story and the yep. story of Mortal Kombat. Um, so this seems to like where they follow that, where they do give a shit about, you know, the, the lore of Mortal Kombat. It doesn't seem like we're going to go all deep into Mortal Kombat, which is fine. It's like, Mm. they're kind of like setting up for shit. Yeah. And, but what's really cool is that, um, we get to explore like Sub-Zero and Scorpion, like in the meanwhile, um and we get like fucking brutal violence and shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um Yeah, so I feel like it it's everything that we for as much as we like the original movie, it's we're getting that and everything we we wanted to see in that. Right. We wanted we wanted to see 
the violence and we wanted to see more Scorpion and so <clears throat> Yep. Yes, indeed. So Very true. Very true. And all that being said, guys, it is after midnight. Yep. We, we made pretty good time. We made pretty good time going through the entire franchise. We did pretty good. You know, this we did was amazing. Good. This, this was, was definitely something. amazing. So, um, you know, years, um, fucking yeah. Like there's a lot of games in here because, so yeah, technically eleven games. We're talking about eleven main games here. Tekken only has seven. Right. Street Street Fighter technically has five, but there's been so many updated versions of different games that it's like we've lost count. You know how many Street Fighter twos are there? It's like twenty. It's like twenty Street Fighter twos. Exactly. Like you got you got Turbo Super. Like uh, championship um, edition, hyper <laughs> hyper fighting, um, the world warrior. Yeah, I mean, there there's been so many Street Fighter twos that if you remember, like just a few years ago, they made Ultra Street Fighter two for yep. Twitch. Yep, I remember. Uh huh. Like they won't stop making Street Fighter two. They they really won't let Street Fighter two die. They really no. won't. Like we've gotten we got Street Fighter four. Super Street Fighter 4, Ultra Street Fighter 4. We got Street Fighter 3, New Generation Street Fighter 3, Second Impact, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike, which is still my favorite. I love Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. I love it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, Again, Street Fighter 5, which I guess hasn't really done much. I mean, they just keep update, updating itself, so there's that. Yeah. You know, but like, you know. Yeah. X-Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel Superheroes versus Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom, you know, Tatsunoko versus Capcom, um, Marvel versus Capcom 3, um, Namco X Capcom, like, come on, like, like, Capcom just be, they they know how to get that Street Fighter money, they know how to get it. Tekken cross, I mean, Street Fighter cross Tekken, which was, eh. Mm. yeah. That's a that, that's a topic for another day, but Street Fighter Cross Tekken was, I had high hopes and yeah, yeah I heard none too good things about it. No, like it, it was an okay game in itself. It's just there's like what kind of bugged me about the game was <laughs> I could never just pick a fucking character and just play. Like for some yeah. reason, you had to like pick extra little things and it's like why it, it, it was definitely bogged down with a lot of elements that weren't really necessary like that whole that whole gem system was pointless oh my god yeah yeah it's just I, and it's they overcomplicated things for like no reason like yeah you do, like you have street fighter characters going up against tekken characters that's, that's it that's all that's you need <laughs> You didn't have to do anything else. You could have just done that and call it a day. But nope, they were like, hmm, what other dumbass shit can we do? Yeah, right. Essentially, yeah. I'm still I'm still waiting for Tekken Cross Street Fight. I'm still waiting for that, but who no, knows? No, who no, knows no, if we're no, gonna get that at this point? From, our, our closest to that was the fact that we got Akuma. Literally. Literally. That's that's literally yeah. I, I, I said like this is probably as close as we're gonna get. This yeah. is it. This is it. Because really, all we, uh-huh. all you really need is Akuma. That's it. But you know, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But um, you know, aside, aside from that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens after this Friday. 
when the movie drops, Mortal Kombat, again, we're going to be doing, we're going to be hosting a live watch party here on Twitch. So if you want to be a part of that, let us know. Even if you just want to be in the comment section just to talk with us, that's cool too. I'm going to be making sure I work out the kinks this week before we get it done. I guess we're going to do it Friday night. Is that what we want to do it? Well, or, I, uh, <laughs> or do we want to wait until Saturday? Uh, we could we could do that. I mean, we 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 could we could uh, do Saturday because I'm I'm actually going to be going to 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 New York to go see it. I'm going to be going to okay. the AMC in Times Square with uh, with with my crew on you know from from my show, The X Zone. Mm -hmm. We're going to do like a a, a straight out the theater mm -hmm. uh, review, little review, and then we're going to do a fuller review on on The X Zone later on. So. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna, we're gonna be. I guess I'm gonna be reviewing Mortal Kombat quite a bit. So <laughs> yeah. So so what we'll probably do is um, knowing me and Tony, we'll probably watch it Friday night. So Saturday we'll probably do the watch party for everybody else, and we'll you know get everybody else's thoughts that hasn't watched it yet. That's probably what we'll do. So um oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll um check Instagram for when the timing for it is gonna be when we're gonna do it. You know, so, and if you're on Twitch, definitely be sure to follow us. I mean, I guess we can kind of wrap this up. We're pretty much done with our review. Overall, I give the Mortal Kombat franchise a solid seven. That's what I'll say. You know, the first three games were great. You know, the second three games kind of hit and miss. The last three yeah. games, the last three games, pretty decent. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 90, Mortal Kombat 1995 still holds up. Annihilation is trash. Conquest mm. was pretty decent. I wish they had gotten a se mm. season two. Defenders yeah. of the Realm, I can see why it lasted only one season. Mortal Kombat mm. Rebirth <laughs> was great. Mortal Kombat Legacy was an awesome series. I just wish they had continued it. Yeah. Um, don't play Mythology Sub-Zero. Do not play that. If you're going to play anything, <laughs> play Shaolin Monks. Go play that. Don't yeah. worry about Special Forces. It doesn't need your attention. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, re it really doesn't and um if you can find because i see a lot of people have emulators and stuff so if you can find emulators for like trilogy um you know do that i enjoyed trilogy a great deal it was one of my favorite games um you know you could probably check the playstation network you could still probably still get or the um Check your gaming networks. You could probably still get the HD um, collection of Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and Ultimate M MK3. Um, you know, things like that. So, you know, yeah, I gave it a solid 7. What about you guys? So, oh. with, um, so with Mortal Kombat, I'm not really, overall, like, I'm not really that good at, like, rating things like that. Mm -hmm. But just to kind of like, give some thoughts is that, um, from like the 30 years of content, like not just from like just games, like even side games, but the fact that we're talking about animated stuff and live action stuff, um, you know, it kind of just shows, um, you know, the like how Mortal Kombat can be used in like all these different mediums yeah and, and yeah, it can yeah. be and it can be translated extremely well as long as you have people who give a shit about the product and which it can be done we've seen it done and, but, right. but, but unfortunately from time to time it gets used as a as a cash grab as well yeah um 
But um, but the fact that after like 30 years of Mortal Kombat, we're still talking about the games, we, we're still getting animated stuff, we're, you know, hype about a Mortal Kombat movie, like coming out mm-hmm. this week, like, like it really shows the power and longevity of, of this uh, franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Definitely agreed. And, and I it, think- Sorry, it says here's one more thing, and I think yeah. um, the the fact that um, you know, like we had this resurgence in in like in Mortal Kombat, um, like just really uh, also shows like how strong like you know us like the fan base are you know like for you know Mortal Kombat. Whereas like as long as you give us something great, like we'll come back. Agreed. Yep. We'll be there. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't really either. It's like I was into Mortal Kombat when I when it first started when it first coming when it was first coming out, but at the same time, I was also becoming a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. So I went through a phase of about twenty good years where I wasn't even playing video games anymore. Mm-hmm. I took my younger family members to the arcade uh, to an arcade or something. So I really did not get back into playing Mortal Kombat again until I met Ken. Probably with Mortal Kombat mm. 10. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will Welcome s- back. Yep. <laughs> I will say, I will give Mortal Kombat credit. It definitely has a way of drawing people back in. I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. Because you can go pairs without thinking about Mortal Kombat, but then like something will just spark your in the back of your head is like, you know what? I haven't played in a while. Some MK. Let me see what's popping with this. And then you go back and play, and it's like, yeah, I missed this. I missed this. Well, yeah. I do. I did notice. Um, if if I could just if I could just mm-hmm. step back to Mortal Kombat uh, Deadly Alliance, the one thing that that game uh, that I was impressed with, you know, was was yes, you know, the the different switching of styles mm-hmm. that you were able to do. And that right there, it showed me, and also looking back from the beginning to now, and what is really just now dawning on me, is that, you know what Mortal Kombat also does? I mean, aside from the crazy violence and everything, over the, over the top, and you know, everything just being very entertaining, at, at its core, at its heart, it really shows a deep love for martial arts. Correct. I you know, it, it, it shows a love for martial arts, you know, if, if it's, it's the kind of thing with that world that would like, like, like a kid would play it or, you know, anybody would, you know, would play in any of the games that would actually kind of make them want to study, you know, mm-hmm. so, hey, hey, so, so what made you want to get into martial arts? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> between between not, Mortal not, Kombat and Tekken, between Mortal Kombat yeah. and Tekken, you know, that, that those are definitely the ones that definitely... You know, and even Street Fighter to a degree, they they they, just, they prop up different you know disciplines of martial arts a great deal, and that's yeah. probably why we go back to those games so much because they do. Um, yeah. but um, before we before we shut this thing down, I will say this: if I if there's another property I want a Mortal Kombat to cross over with aside from DC, mm-hmm. because I think the storytelling now they could probably do another DC universe crossover. If they really 
written, written, wrote the right story. And it's funny because years ago I did a pitch for like a Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe two. Um, I'll probably link that in this um video right here. But um, I think if there's another property I would love for them to cross over, it'd probably be WWE. I don't know why. Wow. I don't know why, but I would love for them to cross over with WWE for some reason. Like I have this, I have this idea in my head of you know, I don't know, Shao Kahn trying to recruit some of the people from the WWE universe to fight in the tournament or something. I wow. don't, I don't know why, but and you know, you know where it really came from. There was a mobile game that came out for WWE called Immortals, and NetherRealm made that. Right. That's kind of where I got it from. Ah. So I got it from that because it wasn't like they were just like regular wrestlers. Like The Rock had like a rock body and stuff like that. John Cena was like John Cena was like a super centurion or something like that. You know, Kane was an actual demon. Things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I got it from. So like, um, like I've I know I know there'd have to be like you know you look at characters like The Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, again Kane. You know, um, John Cena, who's supposed to be like super invincible, things like that. Like, if there is a way for them to work WWE into a crossover, I'd love to see that. I think I would love to. See Aside from a Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat, I think it's time now. Like, like, like at this point, I think it's time that we get a Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. Like, like you said, EJ, it's been thirty years. Yeah. Like they they both been out for just as long as each other have. Like it, it's it's about that time. Yeah, I I think um and for a while because like I kind of understand the argument over like maybe like why a Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat will be because mm. you know, Mortal Kombat has fatalities. Yeah, Street Fighter kind of doesn't. Mm. But I um but they do have one property that I feel like they can cross over with with another property just fine and that's doing like a marvel versus dc game yeah like it yeah is right yeah 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 i think it's about time for that too i i i definitely feel that is it like i mean i know it's time for a marvel i mean mortal Kombat versus Hero, but it's definitely time for a dc versus marvel game definitely time for that yeah and i think what would have been really cool is that um like each company like if, if capcom was in on this like each company could make like their own version of the game where we have dc versus marvel which will play like injustice mm -hmm. have marvel versus dc which would play like a marvel versus capcom yep and knowing me i'd get them both yeah of course yeah <laughs> i'd get them both and then, like and then, and I would imagine that, like, in the Capcom-made game, you would probably still have, like, some Capcom characters, like, thrown mm. in a special guest. Yeah. And then you have, like, you know, whatever WB or movie characters mm -hmm. come in to the other one. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah. Imagine having Spawn, like, somewhere in there. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's time, man. These people need to get on it. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> But they need—they need to. They, they just with, with 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 DC killing it, killing it in the animated universe, and the MCU just killing it in movies. Like, I think it like the amount of downloadable content alone for both games would be insane. Yeah. Between different costumes, 
different versions of characters and stuff. I don't know. I need to call somebody because this is ridiculous. They need they out here. They out here. They out here missing money. Like I don't know what's going on. They there's <laughs> like little money they could be sleep they could be cashing in them but aside from that folks we're gonna cut it we're gonna end it off now two uh, three hours and 30 minutes this is pretty good this is a long one and we just coming back to our second show back so this was pretty good um i don't think i'll be segmenting this 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 live stream because it would probably be each section will probably be like 20 minutes long but um you know maybe i'll try to do some timestamps. Or something like that, so you can just jump to a certain game in the a certain part of Mortal Kombat franchise. But I don't think I'm gonna break this one up. Um, highlights from our last live stream should be um uploading now. It should be um premiering now, so you feel free to go check that out. But um, I want to thank EJ for coming through on today's um uh podcast. Yeah. If, dude, if you ever want to come back, let me know. <laughs> I, I, it's cool having <laughs> you having you come through on the show. Um. Again, um, okay, you um, having me here. It's like it, it's always fun uh, <laughs> chatting with you about geek stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think we decided on what the next um podcast was gonna be about, but maybe it might be time to do our ranking of the MCU movies. Oh shit, that undertaking. Yeah. 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 So yeah. um, so um, what what? Huh? What about that in the top ten for each person? Um, what, what, I think what me, I know what me and you talked about, like, was doing it by phases. So, um, do well, we, I, w- I was thinking like we, we do, um, not that we do, we rank each one by the phases, but that we would have to probably do like, um, like we can make each like separate, um, podcasts and have them be like phase one, phase two. So we'd have to like split them up. I okay. Think. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the logistics of that. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, um, so once we figure that out, we'll, um, organize that or something. So, um, I know Kim had an idea for another show, I guess it was, it was about like survival horror. Oh, like uh, horror games. Um, I, I, th- I think she, I think what it was, um, she would pose how, 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 how we each would think how we would fare in a survival horror scenario, like say like the zombie apocalypse oh, 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 oh. or something like that. Oh um, my gosh. Um that might be the next show. So um we'll talk with Kim during the week and try to organize that. So EJ, if you I want in on that. I would love that. I would I, love that. I would I would die in the beginning. I don't have the stamina <laughs> for that. <anymore. laughs> I mean, goodness. I mean yeah. so we're, we're talking we're talking about um like you know all you know whatever horror survival horror game. I mean because like like I like yo, I'm still in the middle of uh, of, of alien isolation, so. Uh, <laughs> I think I think what we'll probably do is we'll do like different scenarios. So like say like one scenario will be the zombie apocalypse, or one scenario will be like something akin to aliens. Like you're on a ship and there's aliens around, like like you know, dangerous like extraterrestrials yeah. or something. Like maybe yeah. we'll deal with like you know the um, unstoppable killer who just won't stay down. Or something like that. Um, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll you know we'll talk to Kim. I'll try to put that together, and we'll just give a and we'll just talk about how we would handle each scenario because I'll tell you right now, just a just as a preview as far as the zombie apocalypse is, is concerned, I only need five people around me. That's it. I don't need like a whole group. 
don't need that walking. I don't need no walking dead type scenario. As long as it's just five people, and we all know how to take handle our shit, we should right. be okay. Yeah. And like no, and no big establishment either. No like big shopping mall or some or some mess like in Dawn of the Dead that things can like easily get into. Like some some small joint that we can easily protect. I don't know something like that. That is. Like it would have to be something high up, like in the mountains. Like yes, or, like yeah. it'd be hard for zombies to to go up. For instance, like yeah. a, like a quiet place. Why would you not build some place to live by the waterfall where you can be loud? Why would you not do that? Right. Like, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll discuss that. That'll, that'll be our next show, guys. Watch it. That'll be our next show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so because you're building it up. You're yeah. building it up already. I'm getting excited. Yes. So- <laughs> yeah. So that'll be next week's show. Um. So we'll, we will catch you guys again next Sunday. Um, we probably won't be on for this long because this was a long one. I know, I mean, it's after midnight and we got to get ready for the next day. But, you know, that'll be our topic for next week. Again, follow us on all the um, platforms in the description box. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, yep. um, Discord, where you can keep the conversation going in there. Um, am I forgetting anything else? I think that might be it. I think that's it. You can follow each of us and all that stuff. Um, I'll get them... Um, EJ's Twitch, so you can follow him there as he streams gameplay, so he'll be in the description box also. Um, And then, we'll just go from there. So, until then, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the highlights from the last show that'll be posted up. And again, the audio for this will be up hopefully during the week. I'll try to get it up on Wednesday when I'm here, when I'm not in the building at work. So, we will catch you guys next Sunday. We are out.